It's definitely moving on its own. It's moving on its own. It's wait, it's moving on. Yes. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Poo Poo Cuddly Poop, and this is level 162. Joining me tonight are my fellow co-hosts of Goose Moose. Hello. Rocker Dude 5012. Hello. And Big L. Goodbye. Always has to be different. We're not done yet. We're just getting started. We got a full show for you tonight. Hello. Or this morning, or whenever it is that you're listening to. So <laughs> let's just jump right into Uh-oh. it. Yes, I know. I kind of I did a Walmart light version of what Frame used to say. That's also because I can't quite remember the order of what he said. It. Good morning, good evening, or good day. Yeah, that's it. It's been so long. Hey, Zed, Zed, come on back. It's been long enough. Yes. Let's get started with our with our. News, I don't want to hear uh, Prue really. And topics of discussion. Yes, you do. You hear him every Thursday night. You miss it when he's gone. Speaking of Prue, next time you Uh-oh. see him, say hello, hello, hello. That was Infinite. bad. I, that was bad. I have just sent him a message. That's as bad as the next hello. You're wrong. Oh, wrong. All right. So, wait, yes, how so? With all the terrible Halo puns. Uh, this news story is unfortunately a week old, but because of different things, and I wasn't able to talk about last week, we decided to put it off a, off a week because Nate and L want to hear me yell about this. But as you may have heard, Halo Infinite is launching without co op or Forge mode. <sighs> and nobody now, cares. Just kidding. A lot of people care. So at least three people in the Discord that care, Corey. Oh, there's a lot of people that care. Um, I guess just the 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 way to start this, I think, is just it is insane that AAA games are launching without key features. I think that is absolutely insane, absolutely ridiculous in this day and age, especially from probably the biggest first party studio from Xbox who is backed by Microsoft the literal world's largest company it is insane to me that Halo Infinite is launching without co-op now co-op is coming three months later Forge Mode is coming six months later if 343 came out and just said hey games not we just can't get Forge Mode out I don't really think it would be that big of a deal. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Halo 5 launched without Forge. <clears throat> it's not a key feature to Halo. Co-op, however, is probably the second most important thing to a Halo game. The first being the multiplayer. The multiplayer has to be right because that's what you keep coming back for. You don't keep coming back for the campaigns anymore. You come back for the multiplayer. However, the campaign is still a very significant part of the game it's what at least in my opinion and the halo community is split on it the campaign is also just as important and while i personally don't like where 343 has been going with halo 4 and halo 5 
I still want a good Halo Infinite campaign. And the fact that we're not having co-op is absolutely mind-boggling to me. Um, Personally, I play all games solo. I play all games solo first. My plan initially was to play this solo, stream it, and then probably the next Thursday night when uh, me, Elle, Michelle, and Prue are all playing... I just assumed this was going to be our Thursday night game. We are going to drop whatever it is what we are, that we are playing and play this game co-op. Well, that's not going to happen. But, but nope. you can simul it. <coughs> that Ooh, is a terrible Corey. <laughs> that now is a terrible idea them. for a shooter. Oh, Same. right. Like, I'm shooting <laughs> shooting this guy. Oh, yeah, now it's your turn. Shoot this guy. <laughs> Absolutely will not do that. Ooh, um, I jumped. <laughs> Oh, still floaty. <laughs> yeah, this is nonsense. I need co-op in Halo, especially uh, for a multitude of reasons. Number one, to uh, carry me. I mean, to um, so I can help assist everyone else for sure. And number two, to explain to me what the hell's going on in the stupid story where Cortana just appears and then she starts, you know, yelling at Master Chief or whoever the, the protagonist is going to be. And I don't know what's going on. And then Kenny says, who cares? Let's skip this. And Yeah, right. <laughs> and then team kills me. And then... <coughs> now that's true. <laughs> and then we're done. No, but really, so, co-op, four-player <clears throat> co-op is a Halo staple, in my opinion. So Co-op, in general, for, for a Halo game, is just a staple. Yeah, it is. It, it's funny like, because I'm so far removed from Halo. When I heard this, I thought, that's not a big deal. Did Halo 1 and 2 even have co-op? Halo, <laughs> they well, all have had co-op. Halo, well, Halo 1 and 2 had two-player co-op, and then every other one has had four-player co-op. So I don't know if that answers okay, your question. I, I would have not known that either, but uh, so need, needless to say, it doesn't affect me. Why is this a staple of Halo? Because no one wants to play that awful game alone, <laughs> as you said. Because mm. <laughs> no one can tell mm. where they're going because the walls all exactly. look the same. Exactly, right. Thank you. Mm. And then if you die, is... you can get revived when someone finds a checkpoint or kills all the guys. Yeah. Halo is just the couch co-op game or the online game nowadays. It is something that everyone has played in co-op and every and, well I shouldn't say everyone because there are some people that only played solo or only played multiplayer but so many people actually will only play Halo in co-op because that's just what they do they enjoy going through it with their friends that was their that was their um, introduction to the series playing with a friend that's how they've always played all the campaigns Halo and co-op just go hand in hand I get maybe it's because Halo was one of the first games that really helped launch Xbox Live and had System Link and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it's just it's just the way it's always been. But co-op is a key feature when it comes to Halo. And missing it is a big loss. But think about this. If there is no co-op, there's no co-op achievements. I'll take that bet. <laughs> 
I will take that bet. Now, I think there'll be title updates when they add it, but... I bet there'll be a co-op achievement somewhere in that list. I do not think I that will they will shocked. launch with an unobtainable. I will be shocked <laughs> if they do not launch with an unobtainable. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you a $5 box or a McGangbang, as, uh, as we learned about today. That's a McDonald's item, everybody. It's How was that, sexual. Sushi, by the way? It is absolutely delicious. It is so good. Huh. Check hashtag food and drink. I took a nice picture with a crock. He sounds sexual to me. Now, what does Burger King call their version of that? The impossible. I mix. Suck it. <laughs> impossible gangbang. <laughs> it doesn't work at Burger King. It's not as good. So, McDonald's is much better. That's a whopper. So let me opinion. play half of a devil's advocate because when they announced. No co-op. It doesn't really affect me that much because I, I didn't plan to play it co-op necessarily like I would have with a group, but uh, it, it won't stop I'm me surprised. from at least diving the game because <laughs> God knows I never finished five or I don't even know if I finished the other ones. But anyways, I, while I don't think it is as bad that it's not launching with it, I kind of think that it's worse that we are doing some math just under like like two and a half months away from the game and now you're learning <laughs> yeah. about it you're yeah i was gonna hit on that um i think that's, that's a the little other worse thing. yeah that's the other thing about this that is so shocking i think not having co-op and not having forge at launch is awful but I think the bigger picture here is what is the state of this game? And quite honestly, and I know there's going to be a few people that are going to get mad at me when I say this, but 343 is incompetent. They are absolutely incompetent. It is amazing that they still have the keys to the Halo franchise. Um, I'm not. Yeah, so what the hell? The de- I'm not dissing <laughs> the developers. I know they work hard on this. I well, I assume they do. God only knows it barely shows in their products. Whoa. But <laughs> something at 343 is not right. Every single time that they la- that they launch a game it is a broken buggy mess. It do- it's never really up to par for a triple A game, like I said before, from Microsoft, the comp- the studio that let's be honest, it has near unlimited resources. I would be shocked if 343 went to Phil Spencer and said, hey, we need more money or more people to do to make Halo the tentpole series of the X of the Xbox platform better. There is no way they do not have whatever it is that they need. X or I'm sorry, Halo sells Xboxes, period. There's no way anybody could dispute that. That's just how it is. Even if you're not a Halo guy, I get that. There's some people that just don't like Halo, you know. Your opinion's wrong, mm-hmm, but that's just mm-hmm, how it is. Mm-hmm, but Halo does sell consoles. And they sell and Halo also consoles. going to sell Game Pass <laughs> subscriptions. Not having Halo in a, honestly, perfect state is beyond me of how that's even possible. Tinfoil hat right here. Just thought of it. If it sells Game Pass and you make the stuff that people want not come out for three and six months but they want to play the campaign day one, they got to keep that game pass for six months. There's more I profit. I don't think that's how it is. 
I think I think they're putting a lot of their eggs in the multiplayer basket. I think the campaign needs to be good, but the multiplayer, like you said before, that is where the game will survive. And I, th- I think that's just what they have to do. And at this point, it can't be delayed anymore. See, I don't know about that. I, re- <laughs> I really don't know. I think they should have delayed it three months. Cyberpunk says hi. Halo what's, is not... What's the like, point? That is a holiday game. If they're going to delay it, it's going to have to be a year. It doesn't need to be a holiday game. What difference does it make anymore? You're not going to sell as many consoles. Yeah, yes, you are. You can't find a Series X. Right? As of right now, you okay, cannot well, find Halo's Series fault. S or Series X. Well, that's what I mean. Halo is not... Not having Halo or having Halo as of right now does not contribute to selling Series S or Series X because they literally cannot make them fast enough. I disagree with Delay you. Delay it three months and launch it and launch it full. I disagree with you that Halo not is the tent pole of Xbox any longer. I think you think that hmm. time is that ship has sailed a little bit. I can agree with that if this goes how it looks like it's about to go. If this if this game doesn't hold up and it does, you know, go about the as well as Halo Five, I would honestly agree with that. I think it's still the marquee title. I think it is still the ten, the tenpole, the main tenpole game, because any uh, advertising that Xbox does, the Master Chief is front and center. He's, he's he is there front a lot. center yeah. and right behind him like an absent is, dad. is Kate from <laughs> Gears of War and a pirate from Sea of Thieves. I think I like Forza is like the big thing this year. Like I really yeah. do think that that would sell systems just as well as Halo. Forza is definitely a, is definitely a system sale, seller now. Yeah, I don't think there's as many people that want to buy a system to play Forza as there would be to play a first-person shooter. But yeah... Uh, I, I agree, I, I agree with in that. the absence of Halo, because that's what it's really good at, is, um, yeah, people are going to be buying it for Forza, I think. That's that's the big, and, across all uh, segments, game, I think. And also, the, hmm. the reason why I say delay it three months to make it launch of co-op, who cares? What if, if The dates don't matter anymore. You're missing the Halo 20th anniversary. What difference does a year make at this point? It's launching on December 8th. It's not launching on November... Um, damn it, I'm forgetting the, the date now. It's, um, for, whenever Halo 1 came out, it's in November. I, I, I'm blanking on Se- the date. Uh, seven. What a fan. 7 on the 7th? <laughs> Just check your tattoos. I, I, <laughs> the achievement is 7 on the 7th. <laughs> But it's like, no, you're, you're it's, it was, the, it's November 15th. 15th, thank Duh. you. I was yes. thinking 14th, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Just for th- you're missing a date. As far as I know, 12-8 is absolutely nothing important in the, in the Halo universe. Lo- just wait three months and launch it, right? Well, and I mean, also, I when think... you think about this, this game was supposed to come out last year. Mm-hmm. What kind of buggy, exactly. awful piece of crap <laughs> were they going to try to sell us on... A year ago, they've had an additional year to to produce this game, and it, this is what we're getting. And like you said, Corey, we're two and a half months out from the release. That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me. I've been a lifelong Halo fan here at this point. Like, 
<laughs> but here's this the is thing. one of my favorite game series. This here's, is hard. It is hard to believe and mind-boggling that they're dropping the ball this bad. But here's the thing: you aren't paying sixty bucks for it this year. It's going to show up on your console. You're not wrong, but there's still some people out there for some reason are going to or that are going to spend sixty dollars on this game instead of just having Game Pass. Well, that's true, but yes, true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> In my, uh, exactly. There are people that are going to buy it. And also, there are people that are PC players that might not have Game Pass for whatever reason, and they're going to buy it on Steam because it's launching there too. It's go- they're, they're trying to sell Halo. The, obviously, the main goal was Game Pass. They want you in Game Pass. It's, that's what goes without saying. But it, it's, it is mind-boggling that this is what they're trying to sell you on. They're they're trying to have you spend sixty dollars on this. I just I, I don't get it. I mean, as someone that has zero emotional attachment to Halo, <laughs> uh, you know, to speak to the other side of the coin of the Kenny coin, uh, I agree. I think they should just wait. Just put it out when it's ready. Stop telling people when you're going to put it out because that just makes you look bad. And just put it out when it's done. Like, can we just do that? Can we please just start doing that? Because it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a joke. It's a joke at this point. But I don't think the game's going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think that... It'll I mean, be sufficient. Yeah, it doesn't look good, but that they shouldn't have been telling us dates. They should have just put it out when it was done. Right. And that's that's what they should do. I think they're getting better about that. I think Halo, is like that was, that, that was around for a while... So that was pre it, yeah, that was I mean, that was a long time ago they made those decisions. That was all already in motion and such. And I think they're doing a much better job with, with their other games because we haven't heard Jack Squat about um uh, not Sea of Thieves, a uh, Fable. Like we don't have a date on right. Fable. We don't mm-hmm. have you know, whatever. That's a big game. And and, and I don't to be, to, to be honest, I, I think I've said it before. I would prefer to hear about a game and then it launch max six months later. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love that. I don't I mean, need to know two may, years out. Maybe a teaser. Maybe a teaser, but even <laughs> then, it's not needed. I like to know what they're working on. I like what Fable's doing. Put it that way. I like what Fable's doing where they tease it. I know it's coming. You don't have to show me anything, anything else. Just like um, uh, Perfect Dark. We, ha- we know there's a Perfect Dark coming. We haven't seen any gameplay. That's fine. I like what they're doing with that. It's just a, hey, we're doing this. We'll tell you when it comes later. But yeah, I do agree. I don't need infinite trailers uh, showing me that this about the game and that building hype for two years. Show me the game and then tell me it's out six months later. With all that said, I'm playing it day one. (laughs) By myself. Uh, Now, hold on. Like I said, I'm going to play it solo. L, I actually do have a question for you. Are you going to do? You, are you going to wait three months to play this to play it in co-op, or are you going to play it solo? That's a very good question. So, but is it a standard solo campaign, or is it have um, like Destiny type uh, MMO? We don't know. one world thing. Yeah, like I don't know. That's the other thing we know nothing yeah. about this. Game. I do not think uh, it's. Level one, level two, level three. I do not think it's that. I don't think it's that so, either. I think it's. I don't know. I, they say it's open world ish, or they kind of let on to that. I would but probably I play it I, alone. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. I was just wanted like I, I know there's lots of people out there that have been saying like they're just gonna wait. Meh. Before we move on, I have some uh, impromptu L trivia. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, on TA, which has more uh, started? Which game is is more played by people? Halo Five or Forza Horizon Four? Hmm. Ooh. Halo Five. Okay. I would. I'm gonna go Forza. Okay. I want to say Forza too. All right. Actually, I think I'm wrong. Well, he said Forza Horizon Four. So you can't go two. Ah. <laughs> if it was three, maybe, but four. No, was... no. He he meant also. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what you're talking about. I'm like, wait, I thought Elle said four. Oh, serious, too. Um, it's it's a really close one. The answer is Halo 5 with 344,000, and Forza has 333,000, so it's actually pretty close. Oh, I thought oh, Halo wow, really would have blown it away. So, yeah, what does that take, Kenny? It. How's that for a That tells pole? me that Halo is so bad that it's almost getting beat by a freaking driving <laughs> game. Oh. <laughs> Your first-person shooter, 343, is getting beat by a racing game. You suck. Wow, wow, wow. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Gears 5's at 271,000. <laughs> That's a third-person shooter. Uh, all right. Was that all the trivia? That was all the trivia. <laughs> the way you said that, I thought um, there was going to be like seven questions. <laughs> no, we're good for now. <laughs> okay. Move on. Well, all that to say, I have... Okay, well, actually, I'll say that. I was listening to another podcast, and they kind of got into this exact same topic. They, they talked about the Halo news, and then they started talking about the MVP, the minimal viable product. Like, that's what, not what, what is MVP the, stands for. It is in this oh. case. At least that's what they said. Okay. I don't know if this, this is the first time I've ever heard that term, but I like it, so I'm going okay. with it. Um, when I was listening to this, this actually, I, I wanted to ask you guys, and I wanted to ask, well, we actually also asked our patrons, um, what do they think is the minimum viable product? Like, when a game comes out, what features do you expect there to be? Or also, just to kind of expound on that, what features would you like there to be or what do you think there should be? Um, I'm going to go ahead and read off the first patron thing. It's from Legohead, and I actually agree with him. He he went right where my, my mind went was also, and that's achievement tracking. He wants to have achievement tracking in it, which playing through Hades is one thing where it's like, I really wanted achievement tracking in that. And then also he said, ideally very limited bugs, if any, you know, let it be thoroughly play tested, no console commands. Um, yeah, I think that is literally the bare minimum. Now, I'm not mad when bugs come out, when there's a bug in the game. But there is a certain threshold where when your game is completely buggy and unplayable, looking at you, Cyberpunk, that is, there's no excuse for it. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I I think at all games, especially the AAA games, that you're big with time games, and especially if you're a first party Xbox game, you should have achievement tracking, and they should all work. So when it comes to me, I like to keep it simple. Let me just take a step back. One of my favorite features, not always a feature, 
and Eruteric. Did I say that right? Oh, boy. Sure. I just said it in my head. Eruteric. It was Eruteric. It's not Eruteric. 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 Buddy, one day we'll get this. I promise. Well, he's like me, and he wants subtitles. He also says accessibility options should be in as a default. Maybe. I don't, take your, take I don't think you that. guys mean the same thing when you say accessibility options. I think he means like colorblind. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm not colorblind, yes. but sure. I, I don't care if it's in the game. That's fine. Some people actually that. some people like them. That's fine. Um, subtitles, though. I turn subtitles on all the time. That's Before I start a game, I go to the options and I have to make sure that they're on. Um he goes a little bit more into it and says, you should also have the option to turn them off. Um, and and I, I agree. Obviously, you should be able to toggle anything that you want. Uh, and uh, he kind of said something like before any cutscenes. And I was thinking, I, I like that. Maybe all games should start with it and then prompt you to turn it off or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but, I but think ha- that's how it should be. But having the ability to is just key. Uh, kind of along the same scenes as like subtitles and, and simple things in games. Uh, Heizo also has my back and he wants to skip cutscenes. And uh, he says all oh, cutscenes over God. 10 seconds, uh, especially like between checkpoints and stuff. And I, I agree. Um, I, I think that cutscene skipping should be a thing in every game, but I think it I should not be up to one button press. You have to hold it for like three seconds. And... Yes. And if a game could be smart enough, maybe it was a heavily driven story game and they didn't want you to skip cutscenes. But if they made me re- like it should be smart enough to know if I'm on a second or third or subsequent playthrough, then let me skip them at least, you know, because sometimes you got to play games multiple times or uh, even if you die, like the check like thing, and it makes you watch the same thing again. That sucks. Like I'm, I'm playing the game <laughs> now and. If I die, I the, the cutscene plays again. Luckily, I can skip it. But if you die a lot and you didn't skip cutscenes or you couldn't, you'd have to watch it every time. That's just not fun. I, I like that. I agree with that. I'm on board. I, although I think sometimes developers use cutscenes as a trick for, for loading. So they'll show you a video while yes. they're loading stuff in the background. But even then, they could just have a little pop-up when they're ready to, for the gameplay to let you skip. I don't know. Yeah, those Tony like, Hawk American Wasteland tunnels were, those were like <laughs> necessary. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like Nate was saying. There's some games where it's like you have to wait a few seconds, then you can skip the cutscene. That's because it's loading. Yeah, I agree. If I agree with all, those. I can't think. There's of any... nothing worse. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was gonna say I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I, I feel like there are games where they make you watch it once and then you can skip. Afterwards, I think I've seen that maybe one or twice. Yeah, some do, and I think that's that maybe should be the model. Yes, Um, but like, there's nothing worse than an achievement for like no damage. Like, beat this boss with no damage, and you have to watch the same freaking cutscene or cutscenes multiple times before that boss encounter. Or if you can't hit start and go to retry, sometimes you like die on purpose. And yeah, and the game I'm playing this time (laughs) lets me pause. In the cutscene, and I can unpause and go back into it. That, yeah, yeah, I do like that too. Because sometimes mm-hmm. the doorbell yeah, rings nice or something, and mm-hmm. you know, baby has a blowout, and you have to go take care <laughs> of it. That sounds like a good game for a title game. 
That's an indie game if I've ever heard one. That is baby blowout simulator. Diaper simulator has got to be coming soon. Yeah, palsy during cutscenes. I I fully support that one too. Mm -hmm. Well, Dino Bull Davis says uh, (laughs) being able to adjust the corners of the screen. Can't see half my HUD in Hades, and that is unacceptable. You need to see Ooh. all of Hades. That game is beautiful. Is that true, though? Is he right? I, like, I don't know. I feel like I, now, every single game tells me to... Not indie games, but most right. of the other games tell me, pick your corners, you know? Well, I thought yeah, you meant, not every game does. Check your... Is it true that he's not seeing the thing? Because now I'm worried. Now I'm worried that I've been missing some Hades goodness. <laughs> I um, thought the same thing. Crap, <laughs> I missed something? <laughs> I need to go back and double check. I haven't played in a while because of reasons, but... Uh, and uh, Eliflet mm. says, I really dislike the current trend for games to release missing key features on the premise that they're coming soon, such as co-op or multiplayer. Halo, I'm looking at you. I accept that these games' uh, content is often added later, but core gameplay features should be there at launch or the game is basically not ready to ship in my eyes. I completely agree. Um, we don't need yes. another Halo Infinite. We don't need another Crackdown 3 where these things get shipped out in pieces now that is not to say that there can't be a roadmap i mean one of my favorite games titanfall titanfall came out and then in dlc packs they must have had this roadmap i don't remember if they shared it with us or not they released maybe one of my favorite things about titanfall which is frontier defense like that mode so is good so good like i didn't know that was part of the game um of course this isn't a storied franchise or anything i mean it kind of is now but at the time it wasn't um so I, there's nothing wrong with having a roadmap for additional features but just make sure yeah. your game has the things that it should have and, and what should it have i agree uh solo campaign if you're gonna have multiplayer that's cool you know some games are multiplayer only and that's that's okay too but yeah achievement should work please please microsoft make people add achievement tracking like i want to see that progress bar that needs to be that needs to be something that, that has to be in there um yeah and definitely as it was said before test these things make sure that the certification process is working because we just recently had a game launch and the achievements didn't work at all like not a single one and like how does that happen like something there's no excuse for yeah like i don't don't blame the developers i blame the process that should have been discovered before it was allowed to be on the store um yes you know developing games is hard but that process needs to be better yeah especially since microsoft at least pretends to care about achievements like every so often they give a nod to achievements or achievement hunters in some sort of a fashion. Like they at least pretend to care about them. Like making them stupid things work should be at least, you know, a priority if you're going to have this system. L, do you want any, any features you can think of? Well, you guys have said some pretty good ones, but the one thing you'd left out, of course, is every game ever should have co-op. And on top of that, every game ever should make sure that both players get the achievement in co-op. Oh, I should have seen yeah, that coming. Good one. Should yes. have seen those two coming. <laughs> <laughs> and also, every loading screen should have someone eating a sandwich in the corner. I don't know about that one, but I definitely agree with everyone logged in should be getting the achievement. Yeah, whether it yeah, be... I don't want to see somebody eating a sandwich and baby <laughs> diaper blowout. Whether it be <laughs> whether it be couch or online co-op. 
And also, I want to see more games with online co-op, even though I love the couch co-op. Yeah, everything should have online co-op. I don't know how expensive that is. It's I assume it is, but... I mean, you could do peer-to-peer, and I would imagine it's not expensive at all. Oh, yeah? It can't be. Yeah, or you just connect to each other, not a server. It can't be that expensive, because there are dead 360 games that still have servers. I don't think that it's expensive. I think that it's difficult to code. Like, you mm. have to consider lag, you have to consider all these things, uh, latency, and you just have to make sure that the game is going to work well um, throughout all these conditions. That's probably really hard to do. Uh, I think that's the biggest reason. Okay. Alright. I, I never even thought about that, so I can take... Uh, that can make sense if that is true. In which case, maybe Microsoft can come up with a toolkit. Maybe they can come up with something that, that makes it easier for you know, smaller developers to take advantage of so they don't have to write that difficult code. Um, I don't Didn't know. Didn't like Steam come out with something of a that, delivery that is smart? <laughs> Didn't Steam come out with something where you could basically do local co-op games but online? I don't know. Like a system light? I only I collect know. Steam games. I don't actually play them, Corey. I'm going to I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I think you're right. That's that's ringing a bell. Um, our resident Wookie, Chewy on Ice, basically agreed and said every game with achievements that are cumulative, collectible, or otherwise progress based should have some sort of visible tracking, either in game or through the achievement menu. So yes, if it, if uh, you don't have achievement tracking, do it in the game. At the very least, yeah. Even if yeah, if it doesn't track in the menu, then yeah, track it in the game. Force all games to check achievement conditions at the start of the game. Like yeah. that way solve it. Yeah. And then he went or something like that. He tore somebody's arms off. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's called Steam Remote Play, by the way. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It says, do you miss Steam the old days play. of couch co-op? If so, you can use this. Play local co-op games online. Okay, cool. Uh, Wild West 08 says, I think the minimum is a working product free of most bugs. Uh, this patch later mentality is terrible. Yeah, I agree. The fact that patches exist are is great, but it makes developers lazy at the same time. Yeah, back in, back in our day, you didn't get no patch with no Super Nintendo games. So they made sure they were ready. Just yes, that's the other thing in this day and age. Patches are terrible. Just like uh, day one patches are terrible. Just like ET on the Atari was definitely ready before it was shipped. I mean, uh, patches can be good <laughs> as well, though. Oh, absolutely, of course. Yeah, of patches course. can be good. I, I I said that wrong. Day one patches are terrible because of the way that they rely on them. When your well, game, well, which Call of Duty was it? Uh, all of them. I've. Well, not not well, probably. There's one specific Call of Duty, I forget which one it was, that it came out and the game was like a hundred gigs. And then it had an eighty gigabyte day one patch. Your game wasn't ready to be launched if it has that big of an update. Well that's as someone who doesn't patch, know what they're talking you're about. On it. it could be uh you know, physical limitations. the discs can only contain so much data. Um it could also be 
harsher deadlines. That's what the download's for. You know, these big publishers have deadlines to meet a little bit, I don't know, stricter than they used to. Well, I don't agree or disagree with that. If that is the case, then the game or the game industry, when it comes to the conditions and stuff like that, needs to change. But that's honestly a conversation for another show because that can go into all kinds of directions. Wild West went on to say, today you hear about games years in advance, then they get delayed um, when they don't make an unrealistic release date. And then you hear about crunch time as you get closer to launch. So stop that. Devs set a realistic goal and work towards that. And if it isn't ready to launch, then wait. Well, I think you've echoed what we've all been saying. And last but not least, our newest patron, OM Jesus, an old TA correspondent. <laughs> uh, she says, for me, the most important thing is that it feels complete. I'd rather a game get delayed than come out rushed, incomplete, or buggy. Um, I would go so far as to say that devs should stop announcing games so far in advance just to generate buzz and excitement. Yes, we have said that as well because ultimately it turns out to be unrealistic. Yeah, devs, yep. stop it. I agree with what Corey said earlier, just six months out. Tell us something's coming and make it actually come out in six months. Or even better, I like when some of these games just drop. Like, you know, here's a game today. That I do too. I like that too. <laughs> uh, what's it like, called? Apex Legends, where it's just like, hey, this is available today. Like Quake and Mist, like just kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, unfortunately, the the Turtles game was delayed, though. That sucks. Wanted to play that this year. See, I don't think that was delayed. Just never got. We never got a date. I was just—I mm. didn't even know that had. A date. I think that they decided to add April O'Neil as a playable character, and then they deleted. That—that's what I. Mm, I don't know. Up. I think we're going off on April a tangent. April O'Neil's a playable character. Yep, they they're going to be adding April more people to that game. You didn't hear about that? Why Kenny? new Venus? Yes. Why new Venus? Because April was such a big fighter in the in the uh, '80s version. Oh my god! Mm. And nobody cares about Venus. Shut your mouth! Wow! Corey wow! Cares. Wow! <laughs> I mean, I agree, but wow. I am probably one of a dozen who watched and liked that show. That's because you're a big. Dozens. That's because you're a big cheater, Corey. I don't know Venus from the show. I only know from Power Rangers. Well, this is the show that crossed over with Power Rangers. I realized that, and I never watched that show. Uh, and you're terrible for it. I think it's on Netflix. But anyways. What's not on Netflix, Netflix is, is terrible for that. TA's cheating policy. Thank so, God, because that'd be weird. So we are not going to go into it too, too much. This just came out today, and I think they're still ironing out some bugs uh, because they updated their cheating policy to add a new bullet point. And as of right now that we're recording, that is not on the website anymore. Uh, I found a post from the investigations manager that says that uh, there's going to be a site announcement when it goes into effect. And... Uh, there could be a two-week grace period. So what we know <clears throat> as of right now is that they will stop allowing uh, using mod-enabled games or enabling mods in games to unlock achievements or alter achievement requirements. So uh, this has to do with your... Uh, what's the, the game that Kenny says he... Surviving Mars. Uh, that kind of thing. And Kenny that says was, what? 
I was trying to think of the game that you would play that uh, we, nobody else would. We both did that legit. Oh. So so in that game there is a legitimate in-game mod that you can uh download and and launch and it unlocks every achievement in the game. Um and so they're they're going to stop historically TA is allowed it. They're going to stop that altogether. This Art of Rally thing came up recently where third-party mods were coming out that were unlocking achievements, and it's like, that's a no-go. Uh, and I think this is just them putting a line in the sand. Now, uh, the mods are allowed by Xbox, but this is TA's site, not Xbox. And so people are getting their panties all up in a bunch because of because of, of that, but uh, you're on TA's site. You have to adhere to their policy regardless uh that's a thing that might be coming and we might have two weeks to uh bang out things like uh surviving mars mountain blade pillars of eternity 2 or something like that i don't know so yeah look out for that and uh just be very careful when you're doing uh shady things now if I were to be caught, you know, cheating, what's the actual penalty here? For um, TA? Yeah, for TA. Think, Obviously. I think they removed Microsoft the first care. game or two off your tag as far as... Yeah, I mean, I once they said, state a rule and you break it, I don't know if there's, like, offenses, but, like, you can go into non-stat so. tracking, gamer score only... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's one more. I don't know if there's like you mm-hmm. have to hit so many marks before that happens, though. I was just wondering, like you know, like you could still out, use and this then I do survive in Mars. You're not you like they might take away TA off your profile, and you're just doing gamer score, and or they might take you off all the leaderboards. So, I mean, at that um. point, it's like, what's the point? But some people only use it for guides. They don't care. As long as Xbox doesn't care, then they're going to do it. So, Yeah. That's what I was just wondering. Huh. You definitely won't be able to compete in TA-sanctioned contests and whatnot, so... <laughs> oh, no. Please, don't kick me out of the T- contest. Hey, hey, hey. Whatever shall I do. Hey, you might not be able to compete in our contest, because we... That's true. <laughs> TA. <laughs> they take oh, away your TA, okay. we can't use All it right. as a metric. I take it back. I take it back. I think the 12 days of Christmas starts next month, so you better be careful. It's earlier every year. <laughs> huh. No wonder I was hearing Christmas carols last night. All right. Yeah, like Cor said, we'll probably talk about that next week when we get a uh, <clears throat> some more confirmation on everything and they explain it a little bit better. So with that, let's get into the game showcase. Uh Nate, what have you been playing? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. this past week has been uh, wrapped up in a little thing that we'll talk about later. So I was trying to complete games with a high ratio. Uh, So I tried to knock off TRDS, Reliable Delivery Service. Mm -mm. I ran into a whole bunch of issues with that because I jumped into someone else's DLC. Thank you very much. That was very helpful. Uh, Northern Last. That's a cheating. Well, at the time, that hadn't been posted. Um, so <laughs> there's no way I could have conflicted with rules that are there or not there. Um, but yes, yeah, so I jumped in there, got those two achievements, those two DLC achievements, and then spent the rest of my time, uh, trying to undo some bugs. Uh, like my counts were all off. So I had to go do that. And luckily they fixed 
some stuff that wasn't working, like dropping off a satellite and such. So I went back and then they posted a patch and then it was working. Those two popped. But then I was at a point where I couldn't get all the deliveries I needed. So I had to delete everything and start mm. over from scratch. So I got my 50 golds because if I didn't and my daughter didn't have access to her UFO, there would be trouble. So I finished that off. And then luckily I was able to get all 100, got that done. I also want to do a retraction from a statement I made last week, about 12 minutes. I said that, you, I said that you could go in and just make sure you water the flowers every time. That's wrong. <laughs> I didn't know because I wasn't looking at the guide. Uh, yeah, it's way more involved than that. So I don't want to say look that one up before you do it, but uh, just know that you might have some cleanup to do if you want to get all the achievements and you don't want things to be spoiled. But as for what I've been doing beside all that cleanup stuff, I started a game called Lost Words Beyond the Page. And that's really what I'm going to be talking about now. Uh, Mm. This is a game uh, by Sketchbook Games. It's publisher Modus Games. Um, We'd seen this before, and I think we had commented on it, uh, how unique it was in the way it looked. Um, it's it's like other games like Typo Man in that it is kind of word-based, but this is a platformer. Um, and the game, the graphics are good. Um, they're not the best graphics, but they are pretty. And um, the game is all about a girl and her relationship with her mother uh, and her grandmother. And it, it gets a little bit sad. <laughs> there's there's definitely <laughs> some, some sadness in it. But from a mechanic standpoint and from a gameplay standpoint, uh, it's broken into two sections. You have one that's a sketchbook or a journal, and then you have this other part of the game, which is a story that she's created. So when you're in the sketchbook, you are platforming on lines of text. And those lines of text appear as you walk on them and as what she's writing in the sketchbook changes. There are certain words that you can step on that are in a different color, and those will do something. They'll uh, they'll pop up, um, you know, a picture, or they'll pop up the next line of text, or they'll just pop up a little piece of you know extra, you know, thought that she's thinking. And there is so much variety in the things that they do on these journal pages. It's just kind of mind boggling. Sometimes the the text is a platform. Sometimes the text is an elevator. Sometimes the the text does something as, you know, it kind of reflects what's being spoken in the journal. It's really creative. And sometimes, like, uh, it's hollow. Like, you think it's solid, but then it falls through. And it has to do all with the story. So there's a really nice um, kind of symbiotic symbiotic relationship. That's not even right. Uh, (laughs) Symbiote. Yeah, it's just, it, it goes really well. Like, what they're saying goes really well with gameplay in those sections. It's really touching. You start to get um, some motion. Now, there are some collectibles that you have to pick up during those sections. And there's sometimes there's choices you have to make. And the collectibles would maybe make you go to a choice you wouldn't want to if you want a happy story. Uh, you probably don't want to play with this, with this with your kids because the story does get a little bit maybe scary for them or a little bit too much, a little too intense for them. Uh, but sometimes there will be like a little purple asterisks and if you go touch that that's kind of the the happy go lucky way that the story goes if you go touch the black asterisks that that's more of the realistic kind of sad way that the story could go um there are also other choices that you make sometimes you're doing fill in the blanks and you get to choose from three different words and it kind of guides the way that the story is going to go or the the narrative is going to go uh and i'm not sure i haven't played enough times 
to see if that changes the story uh, significantly or if it only affects it in minorly. After you finish one of those pages, and what she does is she's basically navigating through these word uh, ledges and things, and things change. Sometimes you can interact with things. You're trying to get to this little pace in, place in the page where there's a rip, and you jump through that rip, and then the page turns, and now you're on the next page, and you keep going. Once you finish that little segment, you then go into a story segment, and that's where the game looks more like a traditional platformer. You're running around. You have a book of magic words. And those magic words uh, are much like in Type of Man. You can make things on the screen rise or break or repair. And you, you basically just have these words that you're collecting throughout the gameplay. And they stay in your book and you can use them on objects to kind of have a, like a blue glow. And that part's been kind of fun. Um, it's not very challenging in terms of platforming, but this is a pretty game. And it's very unique. Um, very. As for the achievements, they're mostly progressing through the story you'll get a whole bunch of stuff just by completing different chapters getting all the way to the end but then there are a couple of things that are like you know collect all these things or save this person on this particular level so far i have not seen a chapter select so if you want to limit your playthroughs maybe you just want to kind of keep an eye on things look for keywords and as you're going through um you can basically knock those out i'm pretty sure there is something that happens at the end of the story. So it's possible that they can add in a chapter select at the end. I just don't see it in the menus yet. And I don't really see where they put that in the menus. So I can't speak to that yet, but so far I'm enjoying the game. Uh, it seems like it's uh, <coughs> TA says four to five. I'm about two hours in, or actually it looks like I'm three hours in now. So and I feel like I'm at least halfway, about halfway through the game. So it might be taking me a little bit longer just cause I'm kind of enjoying it, but I've been, I've been watching videos on this. Mm-hmm. While it's a game I'm not going to play, this is very interesting. It is a very different concept to a game. Yeah. I would at least recommend everyone to at least take a look at a video and see how it's played just to get a better grasp on it. I agree. Just, I think the video is... This is a unique game. Not all games are like this. And if, if that yes. video speaks to you, then maybe this is something you want to check into for sure. But yeah, it's, it's I can see a lot of people wanting to play this <laughs> after they after they watch it and really get an idea of what it oh, was this that is you cool. were just saying. Yeah. See? Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one, and it's it's maybe my hopes were a little bit too high. I was expecting a little bit more interaction with the words and such, um, and it's a little more basic than that. But uh, but yeah, it's it's enjoyable. We're gonna say Corey. Yeah, Modus Games has been. And it looks pretty. Nailing it. Yeah, it does look pretty. Yeah, I've been I've been looking I for this for a long Corey's time. I have a feeling that Corey's buying this. Uh, no, I, I will I will definitely be picking this up. It's on my been on my list. I think we talked about it in coming real soon, uh, a while ago. And uh, yeah, Modus Games they they continue to uh, impress me. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they do interesting things. But that was uh, once All again right. lost words beyond the page. All right. Uh, Corey, you've mentioned a couple of times what you've been playing this week. So what exactly is this game that you've been playing this week? All right. So I've been focusing most of my gaming time this past week on Psychonauts 2. I'm sorry, Koosh. You picked the bad Game Pass game to uh, (laughs) release last week. Uh, And I picked a good one Mm because I listened to your 12 minutes. And while I want to play it, it does sound a little tedious. But Psychonauts 2... 
uh, I don't think is. So I am 20 hours into the game. Ooh. It is uh, on TA for 20 to 25 hours. That's probably true. Uh, it, that's probably one of your most efficient routes. Um, and I say efficient because the game does come with accessibility options like invincibility. Uh, it comes with narrative combat, which makes everything like one to two hits. Um, and I think there's a third one, but I can't recall what that is. Uh, I'm not playing it with those because it, you don't really need it. Uh, I did turn them on, for, one for research and, and one for another purpose. Uh, but you don't really need it in this game. Uh, it, it's a 3D platformer, and it it a very good 3D platformer. I played the first Psychonauts. Uh, so I was looking forward to this one. I, I liked the first Psychonauts, and uh, so it's no surprise that I like this one a lot. Uh, some things that it does really well, and I, there's going to be no spoilers here, by the way, uh, as far as the story goes. Uh, if you've never played because Psychonauts, you don't have to. They start you off with like a, I don't know, five to ten minute video to catch you up. So it gets you right to huh. where you need to be. Perfect. That's great. A every game should do that. That's a sequel. That has a big story. Yes. Um, it throws you straight into uh, one of the, I'll just call them levels, uh, that serves as a tutorial level, but it's also a real level of the game. And uh, and then you keep going on from there. Uh, you're brought to like an open hub area, and you have some, some paths that want you to go. You have like a log, a journal that's showing you your side objectives, your main objectives, and other things. Uh, that you collect in the game. And uh, then it's up to you to kind of just navigate around, talk to everybody. You can interact with almost everything in the game. Uh, so if you want to get all of that dialogue, it is there for you. And uh, so like I said, I'm 20 hours in. I'm not skipping cutscenes. Uh, I'm not turning on easy that mode when it, everything. when it comes to combat. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Like I, last night... I, I'm I'm at the final boss. Like I could, if I wanted to, I could have stayed up and beaten. I was just starting to get real tired, and I needed to wake up early today. Uh, so I, I'm hoping that see, if we don't go too long on this, I'm going to get in the psychonauts, and I'm going to beat it tonight. Uh, as far as the story goes, and uh, it's just been pulling me pulling me in because it's it's just that good. It without playing a lot of double fine games, like their older stuff. I would say that this is probably the best Double Fine game that there is. Uh, it is definitely a contender for Game of the Year for me. And I think that Microsoft just hit a home run when they purchased Double Fine. And I think this is like a, a stepping stone to see that. Because th this is available on other platforms because it, they were already developing it. And Microsoft's not a total, uh, a total tool when it comes to that. Uh, but I think whatever they do next is going to be amazing. So, yeah. A couple of just little things about the game that uh, I will bring up. Uh, you get abilities throughout the game. The, almost the only downfall is you have more abilities than you do ability buttons on your con controller. And so you have to constantly juggle them to say, okay, I want this one right now. Uh, and I want this one here and this one there. And it's just kind of annoying a little bit. Um, and I like to keep the same buttons, uh, the same abilities on the same buttons as much as I can. So 
in some cases when I know I'm not going to use these, I just keep switching out the same one. So I have like one variable and, uh, I don't know. Again, it's some juggling you have to do. Uh, was levitate one of the ones you kept switching? Levitate. Yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Something I saw, somebody, one of the, uh, game designers or whatever, uh, mentioned that in the options, there's the ability to make like the third button press always do levitate. Oh. And also to do another thing that after you do a jump or something, after you do a, a hover or a float or whatever, that you can also have it do levitate. So you don't have I'm, to assign that to a button. And you I'm going to have of, to dig because, yeah, yeah that's one that options. I want on me at all times exactly. when I can. But it, it is one that I will switch. Yeah. Hot tip. Go check that out. No, yeah, I would definitely do that. Um, besides the ability juggling, I, I the story is pretty good for me. Uh, the The graphics are exactly what I expect. Um, they look really good and, uh, the, the, oh man, the level design is out of this world. It's all, all of these different, again, I'll call them levels have their own theme and their own vibe and it just works in this game. Uh, you can't get enough of it. And then what's the last thing? Oh, one thing that is the, the only other downer I can think of, uh, it was mentioned in discord by somebody, but you're just walking around. And your character starts to talk or maybe uh, like a piece of scripted dialogue happens when you cross a certain threshold. But if you go in to talk to somebody or you go into a room that now has its own scripted event, that dialogue's kind of cut off. So uh, you kind of have to sit there and wait for it if you want to hear it all. Otherwise, it will kind of oh, get jumbled yes. up and cut each other. This, you know, that kind of deal. I think Ace was talking about that maybe. Or Yeah. Or root track, those guys. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm loving the game. Uh, one other plus that I haven't got to yet is that I know that it's in here um, that was not in the first game uh, is a point of no return. Mm. Now, the game will tell you like that you're about to do something and like you need to be ready to do it um, and you can't like go back and do your little free roam part like you're gonna have to stick to the story until it kind of ends that doesn't mean that you won't be able to apply upgrades or anything like that but you're kind of stuck to that path at that point uh i I don't know how they're going to do it or what they're going to do but i know that you can go back and revisit stuff after the fact that apparently wasn't available in psychonauts one but now we have achievements and we have to get a lot of collectibles and i'm talking every single collectible uh we're going to have to revisit stuff and they will be giving me some kind of opportunity to do that. So that's good. Point of no return messages is something else that every game should have. Yeah. You you get a little FOMO with it, but knowing that it's not like the end all be all point of no return that helps. Um, But yeah, I, I think everybody should check this out. It's, I like good 3D platformers, and this is a good 3D platformer. Yeah, I know that Michelle's been playing this, and her brother is the biggest Psychonauts fan I know. He plays the first one over and over, just for fun. Really? Over and over. And Hmm. he was uh, one of the first people, he's the first person on my uh, friends list to beat, to complete Psychonauts 2, and he's not even an achievement guy. So I think he was the 113th on TA to complete it, and he's already started uh, wow. another playthrough. So that's high praise. 
Michelle basically told yep. me one little thing that uh, the camera's way better in the second game. Yeah, the camera's not bad, uh, which is a, a typical problem of 3D platformers. Yeah. Um, so I'll give them that. It's just not bad, you know. Um, as far as achievements goes, it's really straightforward. You're going to get most of them on your playthroughs, uh, just playing the game. And then, of course, going back and collecting everything. Uh, along the way, though, TA put out an article that there's two missables. Uh, you can, I guess, miss this one dialogue optional dialogue you have to go and find and talk to somebody uh apparently that's that ends pretty soon however if you need to start a new save file you're probably like 15 minutes away from it if you wanted to turn on those accessibility options not a big deal um the second one that they mentioned is uh where you have to perform some action on a certain enemy and that enemy only does this thing a very limited number of times and they called it missable uh, because of the limited number of times. However, if you are playing the game normally, you're probably not going to miss it. Um, uh, just check the TA flags if you want to be aware of that beforehand to know when to look out for it. Uh, if you're playing with like invincibility and like one hit kills, you're you're probably going to miss it because this certain enemy ha- kind of has different phases, and so if you're knocking them out super quick, you're not going to see all the phases. So, uh, other than that. Achievements are great, too. Uh, they kind of come at a very good pace. Uh, a lot of story achievements and uh, stuff for buying your upgrades and things like that. So it, it's all around a good, a really good game. I, it's getting high praises, and it deserves it. I never played Psychonauts, so I'm glad you're having fun with this. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of knowing the gamer you are, you probably wouldn't enjoy this, but I don't think you would really enjoy a lot of 3D platformers. Except for I like Crash Spyro. Bandicoot and, and Spyro. Okay, fine. You like some staples. I don't I don't hate 3D platformers, but platformers for me are just... They're fun if I play them, but I never want to play them, if that makes sense. I have absolutely no desire to play this, but I'm sure if I played it, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. But I would not like this nearly as much as you would, especially since you play the first Psychonauts. Yeah, I, I mostly dig the art style, and then they do a really good job of storytelling in my book. A lot of smaller stories within the larger story that you're playing. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good just to dive into a game like that every now and then. Stick with so, it. I just, I just thought of this, and I have a question about it, and Nate might actually be better to answer this. Have you played Jack and Dexter? Oh, Yes, Corey has. <laughs> I mean, yes, Nate has. Um, how would this compare to that? Be- and I, I asked that because the art and everything kind of reminds me of that and the scenery. Oh, I would say, mm, I would say I love Jack and Dexter. I would say they're both three D platformers. Um, okay, I, that's about I, as I close as it. So. I think <laughs> it's more of like a Mario sixty four ish. I think this is a little bit like Mario sixty four on acid. Um, yeah, I played that, that, so that, that doesn't help. That's me, but good. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> You've never yeah, so played Mario sixty four yeah. on acid. Well, you haven't. <laughs> well, you still can. Um, I got that randomizer. You can just be on all different <laughs> drugs, and it makes the game more fun. I, I know you said that they did a good job of catching you up, Corey. Mm-hmm. How much would you say you're missing if you don't know the backstory? Because this is technically the third game. 
Because there was a uh, PlayStation VR stuff. There's a PlayStation VR game called The Rhombus of Ruin. And I was just wondering how much, you know, not having played that because I don't have PSVR, like how much of maybe what you're playing kind of leans on that and leans on uh, that. Yeah, I, I can't answer that. I, I don't have a PlayStation. Um, but I'm going to Google that game. I can let you know. I would have to imagine that, they, that it doesn't mean much in the in the chronological order this one this game number two picks up right after the first one and it would be a so, good starting point too if you if you just don't care about the first game or don't want to oh go back yeah and, you just oh yeah start this and okay yeah i would not I'd be tell anybody to uh play the first one if if you didn't really want to especially with no achievements unless you go play for ps4 trophies i would be shocked that they included anything from the vr into this other than maybe like a slight nod here and there because PSVR is so small. That's such a small audience as is. I, mean, I think they added a new character as the en- enemy or you know, the main enemy in that game, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at it now. Like this, that VR game looks like it picks up right after Psychonauts 1, but I think it's like just a side story. So it's, it's probably okay. like one small mission or something you go on. All right. Well, let's get into the next game showcase game. Uh, L, you haven't beat this yet. I thought you forgot about me. (laughs) I haven't forgot about you. I could never forget about you. No. I feel like we've talked about this multiple times. How have you not beaten this game yet? No, it's just that all the game titles are so similar that you think I've done this game. But uh, this is We Were Here Together which is the third game in the We Were Here franchise. So uh, Michelle and I have now done We Were Here, We Were Here too, and We Were Here Together. So that's probably where you draw your confusion. Um, I knew this, this was a third. One, like, swore you this, this one is a bit longer. It's six to eight hours. The other ones are more like three to four. So the main premise, if you don't know, is a strictly co-op game. You have to play it co-op. Uh, you're supposed to not play in party chat and use the in-game walkie-talkie. That ain't happening. It's hard. It's so it's hard it. enough to convey what you're seeing on your side as it is, but holding down the walkie-talkie button, which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't, not happening. Um, yes, we're definitely cheating. No, we're not cheating. So I would. Someone tell TA. I would say the first. Half of this game we went through strictly on our own. And then we got stuck on one of the levels. Um, The other thing about this game is you play as two different uh, parts. Uh, One is the alchemist and one something else. Um, And as you go through, you get an achievement for beating each level. And then you go through as the other one and get the achievement again. So it's very cool that the game basically makes you play as both sides so you could experience both ways. So that's very fun. Uh, unlike the first game, there's no collectibles or nothing you have to really keep an eye out for. So you could just play. And then you could just do chapter select if you miss anything, which you won't because there's just achievements for beating each level. Uh, the only real issue is that the last level you have to play four times because there's two endings that you have to do on both sides. So that's the only real issue. But luckily, 
uh, the, the puzzles are not that bad for the last level. Um, but yeah, these these games are real fun, and they have stories and cutscenes now, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And the cutscenes are different uh, from one side to the other, so you see a different play out depending on which side you're on. So it's very very interesting. Um, it looks like there's a fourth game coming out called We Were Here Forever. They're never going to stop Which takes us in the grand tradition of fourth things being called forever, like Shrek Forever After and uh, Bat... Wait, I think Batman Forever was the third one. Never mind. Um... <laughs> Duke Nukem. Yes, the next they're going to have talking dogs. <laughs> we were here forever. Oh, man. That was woof. I uh, <laughs> don't have much else to say about that, but except uh always love some good co-op games. If anyone can recommend some good old... I got a recommendation for you. Halo Infinite. Uh, uh, uh. Look, look in the Operation Dead Tango. Oh, yes. Yes, thank you. It's like this, but better. Yeah. It's, it's at least more colorful. Uh, the other thing about We Were Here Together, there's no TA walkthrough. So if you get stuck, you have to either watch a video, which we did not do. There's a Steam walkthrough that's kind of eh, but it does the trick. So what you would normally do if you can't, just if you if your mouth doesn't work and you can't describe things to your partner, you just take pictures and send it over to them. Uh, but the walkthrough has some of those pictures already there. So that was. You could also stream, and your partner can oh watch my the God. stream. <laughs> it sounds like you've done Just something saying. like that before. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Just saying. Oh. Uh, you know, playing with Koosh. That and he's sounds like, like eh, too much work. Your stream. Oh yeah, yeah you it did, might have accidentally happened. You did that for Tango. We were already streaming. We didn't stream it just to. You cheat. did that for Tango. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. I, I want to check that one out. All right. Well. All right. Well, that was the game that you want to talk about for Game Showcase. What about some games that you recommend for sales? L. Yes. Got to go to you first. Sales? Sales. I like cheap games. I like easy games. All right. Well, Without Escape is 249 and Planet Ricks 13 is 249. Those are 50% off. Zero to one hour games. There's a game I really want to try called Get Over Here, which of course definitely seems to be an homage to Mortal Kombat. The front cover is yellow and has a chain on it. Definitely seems to be Mortal Kombat inspired. I really I don't I, get it. <laughs> stop it. Please tell me you're kidding. <laughs> uh, nah, I, I don't get it. Uh, it's also got a fat dude with a skull face. I'm just uh, kidding. I, I played Mortal Kombat. It looks like Sonya. Duh. Oh. With his arch enemy frozen. Hey, look at this. They have an achievement called Sub Zero. In case you were unsure. <laughs> so, the other one I wanted to mention is Soma, which is not an easy completion. It is 8 to 10 hours, but it is $6. It is 80% off. There's a lot of new people to the podcast that may not have heard about our old game clubs. So what that was was each episode had uh, Waka Pale hosted 
uh, talk about Soma. It's kind of like a book club. So he said, play until this part, and we'll talk about it. And it was super awesome. I'm pretty sure they were all compiled on YouTube as well by Mr. Fufu Cuddly Booth. Yes. So I would actually really recommend people buy Soma and play along and listen to the game club. Since Waka and everyone he had on put in a lot of work into that. So anyone new to the podcast, check it out. Yes, Soma is on our YouTube, youtube.com uh, slash achievement hunting 101. And it is in its own playlist to make it nice and easy for you to find it. Uh, Corey, what games are you picking up or recommending? All right, so I've already picked up uh, Slain Back from Hell. This is a game that goes on sale very often, and it is only $3 this week, normally 15 And it has this one. now been introduced to the Vayner leaderboard. I don't know much about it, but they say it's a Vayner. And so I got to play it now. Slaying that back from hell. Also, I'm kind of getting into the roguelites. I kind of want to put a focus on that next year. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of keeping a good eye out. And on, he hasn't uh, played Hades. Uh, that's for next year. Um, so I'm kind of keeping an eye out for cheap ones and m- more, more so good ones. Because um, there's a lot of roguelites, and I don't want to spend a lot of time with bad ones. Uh, and on my current double fine kick, rad is on sale for $5, normally 20 and it is a 3D action at Roguelite by Double Fine. So, going to get that. What about you, Kush? Well, I just talked about it earlier, uh, if, and if you were interested in Lost Words Beyond the Page, it is $9.74 down from $15. Uh, that's one of the reasons I decided to play that one and talk about it this week, because I wanted to see if it was going to be a good recommendation for sale, and that is a platformer. Uh, the other game I want to talk about is Future War Reborn. It's $1 down from 10 and it's a shmup. And something I just noticed as I was going through the list, it has 14 achievements, two of which say use machine gun for 300 times. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Um, however, there are 61 wins on use machine gun for 300 times, and there's only 60 gets on use machine gun for 300 times. So they are apparently different. Uh, and the titles are also different. Uh, maybe one's, um, one says heavy tank. The other says machine breaker. So maybe it's using it on those type enemy types. I don't know, but I thought that was pretty funny. I thought L would catch that as um, <laughs> uh, scanning down through the I list. I don't never ever pick up on typos. That's lame. I do see that I have yeah. eight friends with this game and every single one of them has 50 TA score and it's so, well, my friend Stallion83, my close personal friend Stallion83, yeah. uh, <laughs> has 3,201. Oh, um, he's so, Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually a little surprised that uh, Inigo hasn't played this. I know he likes mm. the twin stick shooters, the schmutz. Looks like uh, and obtain six yeah. weapons seems to be the the diving achievement. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I picked it up. Uh, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar. Hey. <laughs> you, and so you did. And so I did, yeah. <laughs> what is that actually right. from? I'd buy that for a dollar. I want to say know. Running Man. I have. I know no the idea. phrase very well, Someone but Google. I don't know what it's from. RoboCop. Really? Apparently, that's practically I don't know. the same movie. Yep. <laughs> if I Google that, that's what I get. Yeah. <laughs> it says RoboCop. Yep. Oh man, it's the guy. It's the guy I was thinking. I haven't seen I that it. since I was little. <laughs> oh. 
Brooke just bought me just brought me a Baja Blast. I have the best wife. Is there ice or no ice in that? That looks liquidy. She got some and, ice. And why is it half? That's, that's, she drank it. It's already half gone. You got her leftovers. You don't. You don't <laughs> yes. get the frozen. One? <laughs> that's that's what you exactly. Don't get the frozen one. <laughs> you get the backwash one. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'm not picky. All right. You know who else can't be picky? Uh, Games with gold subscribers. Tell that to Games of Gold subscribers. Well, Games of Gold. Uh, yep, it's another month. Um, we have a Warhammer game. Chaos that Bane. Is available. Yeah. There's a lot that of Warhammer available games. You got to specify. to September 30th. I didn't actually think anybody cared. I think this is like a decent one. Yeah, I think it's fun-ish. Yeah, you remember that F word? It's a hack and slash. Oh, okay. Online co-op, and, apparently. And... Ooh. I'm down. There you go. Hey, look at that. Something that Halo isn't able to do. And available also on September 1st, but this one's the 15th, is Zone of the Enders HD Collection. This is a 360 game. I know nothing about this. Uh, and then later on in the month, September 16th to October 15th, Mulaka? Malaka? Oh boy, this one be actually careful. looks pretty be good. Be careful saying that word. <laughs> I don't know why you have Moana? to be careful, but it's a 3D action um, adventure game. <laughs> Just be careful. That's I like it. That's I like the look of it. That's all I'm going to say. It's Greek. It's Greek it to you. Okay, that's the Xbox One game. And then also later on the month, September 16th to September 30th, on the 360 is Samurai Showdown 2. Hmm. Yep, that's the level of excitement I expected for Games of Gold. Hey, I'm moderately okay with this. I have no of these games. I don't own any of them. I will definitely add it to my game collection. I 100% agree with those statements. Four games that I don't own. Thank you, Microsoft, mm-hmm. for, for that. But uh, cool. Four games to add to the, to the list that I'll never play. Uh, but as far as Game Pass, we are going to get podcasts on this, I'm sure. I can't wait to talk about all the cool games that are coming to Game Pass next week. And that leaving. Will be a week old. And leaving. But we do know one on September second, Surgeon Simulator Two is coming. Like a surgeon. So yeah. Oh, cutting for the very first time. Definitely an original song that I just made up myself. So yeah, that's the Game Pass and games with gold news. So let's get to coming real soon. And on this, oh, you're first up. Yeah, I am super excited for this. On Tuesday, September 7th, Bus Simulator 21. I mean, oh my god. I was unaware that they made 20 other bus simulators, but here we are. There it is. <laughs> you were waiting for that one. That's the reason why <laughs> I, I picked you were that. Just for that, one. that. Um, yeah, I watched some footage of this game, and I am dumbfounded that this even exists. I guess this is by the people that did all the other simulator games? Goat Simulator? It looks like the same font. But no, I, I think that's just like the... 
the simulator shtick. Font? I think a lot of different people, yeah, just use that. Make them. Yeah, I don't even. They're know. so in depth. I don't think the same studio could do that with multiple so it, things. It basically reminded me of a slow-paced crazy taxi. It looks like you just go around and <laughs> collect fares from people, and you drive around. And the big thing seems to be that there's so many different types of buses by well-known manufacturers, such as Volvo and. Uh, Grande West and Bluebird. Like, who knows these things about buses? But. You know, I'm not hating what I'm watching. (laughs) Yeah, but. uh, Wait a minute. Co op multiplayer? I'm in. I don't know. I I hope this comes to Game Pass. Maybe I'll give it a look. I mean, it's not cutting grass, but it'll do. I mean, the graphics are nice. I'm assuming you haven't played the first one. That's a good assumption. The actual first one, <laughs> not the bad. Oh, there's 20 other one jokes. This is technic- this is the second bus simulator game. It's not my fault. They just called it 21 and not 2021, or but apostrophe in 21. Like, and if God. you call, if they call it 2021, you would have been like, oh, I didn't play the first 2020. Ne- no, that's immature. So. I've played the first one. I might have reviewed it. I don't know. I feel like I've talked about it on the podcast like forever ago. But basically, Bus Simulator is not just you driving the bus. That is a part of it. It is also you... Um, I guess it kind of should be a management game as long as a simulation. But you own a bus transit company. I think that's the right words for that. And you have to like plan routes and stuff like that. And then after you plan them, you can actually drive the bus to go pick up, uh, to p- go pick up people, drop them off where they need to go. You have to take the tolls, and there's different. I guess you can call them accessibility options now, where you can make the game more realistic or less realistic. For instance, uh, if you want to make it re- more realistic, you have to give them change. When they get on the bus, some people will swipe their bus, their bus pass. Others will say, "Hey, here's a twenty dollar bill, and it's a dollar seventy five, and you have to give them out the change." Or you also think- have to overcome traffic challenges like potholes, yes. traffic jams, speed bumps. I mean, you can't just go off road here. There is an achievement for driving a perfect route. So yeah, that's bus simulator. That I have a whole project. new love for simulator games. I want to try them all. I, I like this new Corey. <laughs> I like this new Corey. Maybe 2022 should be simulators, not roguelites. <laughs> they should combine them both. You know what? I can figure it out. I, I do want to play like that SnowRunner game, which is like just snowy truck driving. Which is like mud, uh, mud spitter, <laughs> but with snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine MX versus ATV Unleashed, but white. Next we'll have Banana Spinner. Oh, yeah, that's Bus Simulator. Uh, Corey, your game's next. Yeah, so on Thursday, September 9th, Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites Betrayal. comes out. So this is a 2D hack and slash adventure game. Uh, they've updated it, so it's a remaster. It's now 4K, has new voice acting. I think Troy Baker's in it and uh, some Laura girl who's famous. Um, this is don't a remaster. You don't, you don't know Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey, that's it. That's the name. Yeah, that's go. what I read earlier. Who is it? Well, well, learn her name. She she is huge. 
She's huge. She was actually like featured. Like, yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> How huge no, no, is she? No, it's not a joke. Oh. She's actually. She's, oh, is she in the Call of Duty game? She's very well known. Yes, she is the main character. Does she like microphone? Next Call of Duty. Oh. I don't okay. think so, but you could ask nicely. I don't know. So, anyways, she and Troy Baker have done voice acting for this game. Um, it's a remaster of Blood Rain Betrayal, uh, which was an Xbox Live Arcade game. Uh, apparently, pretty hard to complete. Waka doesn't have it, uh, but he has told me. Oh, that's impossible. He's told me, and I checked it out. Uh, the achievement he doesn't have is called uh, Pro Vamp, which is for finishing every level with the uh, ranking Dampire. Uh, I guess that's pretty hard to do. That is not in this version. Uh, it also has a thousand gamer score, so that's a plus. Um, so the completion seems doable, but the game looks fantastic. I. Uh, yeah, I, I see I why you're excited to play this. It. it looks like a comic book. Like a hack and slash I want to watch you play this. I don't want to play it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's coming out Thursday. Blood Rain, Betrayal, Fresh Bites. Uh, looks really good. And I'll be remiss if I don't tell you that Sonic Colors Ultimate, Hindsight 2020, Artful Escape, and Toy Soldiers are coming out as well. Meh. But we can't talk about all those. I just had Wait, to talk about this. Toy Soldiers us. HD, another remaster of an Xbox Live Arcade game. One that Wait, I did play in this soon? Yes. Coming real soon. Oh, Toy so. Soldiers weren't even a thing when I we were that. kids. Why, why? Okay, I missed that. <laughs> I knew I knew you, or we talked about it in Discord. I didn't realize it was coming this year. I thought that was just like, hey, this is coming like eventually. Not real soon. HD Remaster. Cool. I'll be playing that. We had way too many games. That's not even counting Ooh. stuff that came out this week. Like After Psychonauts, I got to play... Freaking man eater DLC. Oh man, so in 12 minutes, that's on my. I, so many, so much stuff. Anyways, so take it away, Kush. What's on Friday? Soldiers. Well, first of all, Lara Bailey is Jaina Proudmore in World of <laughs> Warcraft. She's also Black Widow in the Marvel's Avengers video game. She's uh, Starfinder <laughs> in Starfinder video game. She's Clara 247. I've never heard of that. Uh, probably her <laughs> biggest one most recently is The Last of Us Part 2. She plays Abby. But she apparently plays Mary Jane Watson in Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. She's she's quite <laughs> Oh, wait, well she's known. Kate Diaz in Gears 5. Yeah, so... Oh, dang. So she's what done a things. resume. You, you probably heard her. Yeah, that's a lot of it. big name games. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. So she's a name you should probably be familiar with. Um, oh, that's so, Of course. Yeah. So Friday, September 10th, a game that she doesn't voice, <laughs> uh, Lost in Random. Now, oh, this game we, we saw a little while ago, uh, some... You know, sizzle reels and stuff. It looked really interesting. Had no idea what it was. Um, if we didn't already have a Psychonauts 2, I would say that this game is as close as we'll get to Psychonauts 2, but crossed with uh, Tim Burton, because this thing, you, you have got to watch the trailer for this. It looks oh, very Tim interesting. Burton. It looks very interesting. I don't really understand how the gameplay is going to work, um, but let's, let's hear what they have to say about themselves. They're saying play the odds in Lost in Random, a gothic fairy tale inspired action adventure. So that's part school where every citizen's fate is determined by a roll of the dice. Um, this is uh, the story from award winning Swedish game studio Zoink, uh, and it's penned by the Adventure Time and unbeatable Squirrel Girl author Ryan North. Uh, I guess that's cool. I don't really I haven't seen too much of either of those. Um, and apparently it's a unique combination of tactical combat and card selection. I watched some gameplay 
Um, and the fighting appears to be, you know, free, free roam. You're kind of like running around and you're shooting and, um, with your wand or something. I don't know. And there's melee weapons too. looks like you knock energy crystals off of enemies and that can power up your dice companion. And once your dice companion gets enough power, you can have him do attacks that are based on cards that you've collected, cards that you've purchased. Um, so I, I guess that's how the card mechanic works. I, luckily it's not a just sit there and play cards as far as I can tell. Uh, it, it does seem much more action-y than that. Um, now, I want to mention, they don't have an achievement list out yet, but this is developed by Zoink. And Zoink, Zoink? has a history. Yeah, if, if you look at their games, they do Zombie Vikings, they do Flipping Death, they do Fee, also a you know, chemical symbol for iron, um, and Stick It <laughs> to the Man. Now, those games... <laughs> it's true. They, they don't just have achievements for progression. They have interesting situational type achievements. So I am hopeful that we will get something uh, fun. We'll get a fun list that won't just be beat this boss, beat this boss, get to this level. It'll be do this with this weapon or get, you know, I mean, in zombie Vikings, one of the achievements is for hitting enemies with your partner's head. Like (laughs) say your partner has to (laughs) die. You get their head and you hit enemies with their head. That's pretty cool achievement. That's definitely not your standard you know, out of the box uh, achievement. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some interesting stuff here and the art just looks great. Go watch a trailer. See if this is for you. Cause this is awesome looking to me. Yeah. It this looks really trailer good. Is wild. Yeah. It looks wild. And like I said, I'm hoping for some creative achievements. Uh, wow. Be fun. That is a, that looks like it's going to be a unique game. Also, kind of looks a little like it's going to be a little scary. Hmm, possibly, yeah. I mean, the whole Tim Burton and Psychonauts kind of angle, but lost in random. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, God, there's so many. I'd be remiss uh, if I didn't just, say Tales go. of Ars. Oh wait, Tales of Arise. Never mind. <laughs> wait, there's another Life is Strange game coming out. Uh, True Colors. We knew about this one. I see. Yeah, oh, yeah we, we only talk about interesting games on coming real soon. Ink Master. <laughs> I was going to talk about Ink the Tale of War, oh, yeah. but but I'm not going to. I like a tattoo simulator. All right, I feel like if there's I'm a, the only one that liked. There really, strange, there should be okay. a tattoo simulator. That'd be pretty awesome. I bet you there is one. Corey would play it. I would play it. I, it's called Microsoft Paint. I actually Microsoft Paint. I, you don't understand. I spent like three hours watching Power Wash Simulator. I really want that game on <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> oh God. Honestly, I do, too. Uh, All right, let's get into some uh, contests. Uh, Corey, you, why don't you give us a rundown on the first one? Uh, yeah, so I don't know all the details, but we're recording at a really weird time this month, this week. Uh, it's October. Uh, October. It's August 31st, so uh, all of the challenges haven't wrapped up officially yet. Chewie will be doing a thing, but that will probably be next week. Uh, but the Big community event was the uh, Zitalika raid boss that EOJ uh, dreamed up in his uh, nightmares, I guess. And so everybody was coming together and uh, their achievements and compl- well, I guess it was their completions were doing damage to this boss. Um, again, I don't know all the details, but the guys in it know and they defeated the, the raid boss just yesterday on the 30th so it came down pretty close to the end of the month and uh eoj had a little nice write-up for uh 
for this little story. And uh, we got a we got a friend here to uh, read it to us. So enjoy this. A thundering sound filled the air around the town square. It wasn't the normal clanging of swords and shields that you would expect to hear from the front lines, though. In fact, it almost sounded like a growling or a snarling noise emanating from everywhere, all at once. Guardsmen across the battlefield stopped their assault, and we braced ourselves for what sounded like it was going to be an overwhelming attack from our canine enemy. Hearts sank as many realized that this may be it for the town and possibly for themselves. We simply could not hold on any longer, especially with our enemies continuously leeching power from us. It was then that the mighty Chin Doctor, who had been at the forefront of our assault, realized that the sound was coming not from Zitalaka, but from within our very own barracks. Nightwolf burst out of the barracks and charged directly at our foe. He was surrounded by an aura of ferociousness that was becoming rare at this point of the battle. Even Zitalaka was quaking at the thought of what was about to happen. With Zitalaka injured and frozen in fear, Nightwolf launched himself into the air, and in one sickening, bone-crunching bite, he tore into the malevolent mole rat, leaving nothing but a mist of blood behind. With the mole rat gone, the orbs of power also appeared to go lifeless, leaving a giant and confused-looking German shepherd sniffing around in the middle of the battlefield. The enemy troops fell into disarray and were easily mopped up by the guardsmen, especially by one fluttery chicken who pecked viciously at their ankles. And at last, a wounded one was saved. So there we go. They did it. They beat him. Thanks, <laughs> Indigo Toyota. And there was much yes. rejoicing. There was. Ah, the crowd went wild. Anyways, that, uh, I just wanted to get that in there. Uh, Thanks to uh, Inigo for sending that audio in, and uh, yeah, that was fun. So uh, yeah, over to you, Koosh. What's what's going on with the Gamertag Challenge? New well, month, once again, new name. It is a funny time to be recording because, uh, you know, time travel is really evident right now. Uh, we are wrapping <laughs> up August. The Gamertag is Retro Chief 1969. By the time you hear this, we will have started uh, the next month, which is September. And that Gamertag is the Alpha Seagull. His wildcard game. Any new achievement or previous completion in Dragon Quest XIS, followed by some other subtitle. Ooh. Yes. So <laughs> that would be worth one. Uh, we'll see how many people do that, because um, RPGs, that's a commitment. Uh, the bonus is stacks on stacks. Achievements from games that have stacks equals one bonus draw per achievement. Limit one draw per game stack. You don't have to get uh, the same achievement in all stacks. Just one achievement in a game that also has a stack. So, if you have any questions, go to the channel. You can ask them there. All the zits just became very nice, very popular. <laughs> and we, that's, oh gosh, oh crap, what have I done to myself? Uh, and we will also uh, be announcing the winner uh, for the August Gamertag Challenge next week on the live show. Make sure to get your sheets filled out before then. Oh, I have right. a quick PSA for okay. for people who like got? sweaty men. Uh, the WWE 2K20 servers has uh, are going down uh, at the end of September. They usually they usually go down at the end of May, but since uh, 2K20 was such a dumpster fire, they work 
they didn't come out with 2K21, so they kept the servers open, which is was actually pretty nice. Um, the online requires 50 online wins, which sounds terrible, but Michelle helped me knock it out yesterday in like an hour and a half, so it actually really wasn't that bad. You do quit out? You can either do quit outs or just attack the person immediately and pin them. So uh, I think we ran into one random in 45, 50 matches. So, yeah, it's actually not a bad boost. Just wanted to point that out there quickly. Hopefully we get... I think 2K22 was delayed, but hopefully it's decent. All right. Do you guys remember Proclamation Point? Oh, yeah. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. It's got some other name now. Corey, go ahead, bud. Sorry, I I found a tattoo simulator game. It's <laughs> coming out soon. <laughs> you did? Uh, yeah, uh, I did. Is it, yeah. is it like I posted operation? a picture, and uh, there it's not out yet, but uh, somebody's giving a tattoo to uh, a young female in a very inconspicuous spot. Uh, anyways, uh, Brad Camp, also known as Proclamation Point. We have completions this week. Uh, we have KT has completed 100 hmm. games. Mikey710 is at 200 completed games. Skeptical Mario, 300 completed games. And Rubens X, 500 completed games. Um, I saw a lot of people really close to that, like 100 uh, level uh, milestone. So watch what you're doing, people. Get it. Get some good games in. Uh, Kush, what about you? In ratio, Survivalist has reached a new milestone with a TA ratio of 2.7. In, yes, <gasps> wow. And in streaks, we have Mental Knight 5 and iMike 0, both on a 50-day achievement win streak. Toby Lin with a 150-day achievement win streak. Uh, Lucas, 1987, 200 days. It's Alive X, 350 days. Raw Sauce Ross with 700 days. And Enigma Gamer, 77, with 1,000 days. Uh, page break. Seamus McLarmy, <laughs> 1,800 day achievement win streak. Mr. Gromp. Darn it. Darn it. Mr. Gompers is currently on a 2,900 day achievement streak, as is Matrarch. Wow. In gamer score, Mikey710 has reached 350,000 gamer score. A Gray Shark, 650,000 gamer score. And Casual Exile, 700,000 gamer score. Losers. Oh, wait. Gamer score is awesome. Play for achievements, not for fun. In leaderboards, our good buddy Alex R. Davies is now in the top 10 for the completed games leaderboard for Metroidvanias. And the top 10 for the TA leaderboard for Xbox One Metroidvanias. Wow. I got to say, uh, huh. I saw him bad-mouthing uh, Guacamelee 2 earlier, so uh, not too thrilled with that man right now. But mm. I know. So he gets removed from the leaderboard I for that? Think, might I to. think we might have to do something about that. And I woo, didn't help out saying, oh, yeah. Because he played so much better ones first. Screw you both. Guacamelee is the best Vayner on the console and any console. It's Guacamelee 1, Super Metroid 2, and that's it. All right. 
I went a little too far there. Ben L72 is now in the top 10 of the completed games leaderboard for Vayners. Hat90 is in the top 2,000 of the Europe Gamer Score leaderboard for racing and Europe TA leaderboard for racing and also in the top 10 of showing us random 360 games that he buys every single day. Thanks for showing that to us, Hatton. You'll never play them. Mick Thumbs is now in the top 5,000 of the USA Gamer Score leaderboard. Mental Knight 5 is now in the top 50 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Adventure. Mike Pitch is now in the top 1,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Awesome. And Mr. Retro Chief, otherwise known as Big Al, and Noth can't tell the difference between Big Al and Big Al, <laughs> is now in the top 100 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for point and clicks, and the top 50 of the USA TA Difference leaderboard for point and clicks. Something tells me he likes point and clicks. Sir Polygon is now the top five of the completed games leaderboard for On Rails. All right. In my favorite part, Brag Camp, EOJ, who was the aforementioned Zitalika guy, uh, bragged that he reached his goal of 99.8 completion percentage. Now, now wow. I'm not quite sure what his settings are, but... Either way, ridiculous. Inferno 115 was the first to finish Library of Ruina. Oh, wait, he wasn't because the All Achievements achievement did not pop. So he, he was Rip. the first one to make that known to everybody, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Freaky Row completed Lonely Mountains Downhill, which is notably pretty difficult and with that he took over first place again in uh, Virginia TA cycling great uh, Tara who hangs out with us now uh, completed Phantom Breakers good old 360 beat him up uh, Cold Silence for the win 10 came out Waka Bell whose name is featured in the game was the fourth to complete it <coughs> Neo 21 was 10th and Redemption Denied was 11th and in the biggest news our very own Ahizo completed Halo Master Chief Collection. Way to go. I am very, Which has online co-op. I am very... Now do the stack. Now it does. It didn't at the beginning because 343 is incompetent. Uh, Sorry, I had to get geez, that one, one more jab give, in there. Give the man some props before bashing 343. Good I job. 343 sucks. That is amazing, <laughs> Oz. Like... All jokes aside, completing Master Chief Collection, that's a feat. And uh, Nate, it's funny you say that because the first thing I said to him was, are you going to do the Canadian stack next? <laughs> <laughs> and he said he would. Is he? What? But wow. I think it's got a, a, some discontinueds. And yeah. It's got to be hard to find people to play with. Yes, it probably is. Just, Just a tad. I think he did it. Just uh, in the Zitalika contest. That's why he did it. Because he doesn't really do the other contests. But he, I think he participated in that one and helped take down the boss. Well, that definitely But helps. that is a great completion. And he... That's an amazing completion. And the other thing he did was <laughs> uninstall it immediately. <laughs> He's like, 
He's like, yeah, I'm not helping anyone. <laughs> I'm getting that hard. I'm getting you that know, hard drive space back. <laughs> I can't blame him. That is so much hard drive yes, space. It yeah. is. Yes. God, I forget how big. Yeah, how many gigs? Is Way too many. TSA dozens. There's literally dozens, dozens of, of, of gigs. gigs. It says it's 120. 120 it's a dozen. dozen, dozen, <laughs> a dozen, dozen, uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So Close out enough. of crap, where it go? 404,000 people that have started on TA, 1,596 have completed it. So that's a lot. Of, that's a pretty good number. So, that's a very. You got those lassos. You got just all the online. There's just a lot to do. Being completing that game is absolutely an achievement. And how much gamer score is that game in total now? While you're looking at it, uh, seven thousand. So a little bit more than a Zidalon game. Fantastic. Seven hundred <laughs> achievements. Seven thousand gamer score. Twenty three thousand nine hundred eighty three. TA. Or I'm sorry, 903 TA. Incredible. Good job, Ohio. But with that, that will do it for this section of the show. Be sure to keep listening to our follow-up content. A um, couple of reminders. Next week is the live show. Uh, check us out on Twitch. Twitch.com slash nope, nope, nope. H1. Oh, sorry, sorry. Twitch.tv slash age101. Just just search age101 on Twitch. You know how to do it. You're not dumb. It's our live show. During the live show, we'll be doing a live Patreon and Gamertag Challenge winners. Winner drawing. We get a Twitch sub winner, which is determined by our ducky races. If just show up. Wait, did I win a sub? Unless you're Noff. Noff doesn't win. So it's fun for everybody but Noff. And also, we do a giveaway just for people showing up. So come check out the stream. You might win something. It's a lot of fun. I think Corey's going to drink like the last dab hot sauce. Oh, that's right. That's not Corey. That's Devin, who actually is is partaking in Extra Life. And one of his milestones, if he hit $500, was to drink the last dab hot sauce. So he will be doing that um, uh, sometime. I'm not exactly sure when he's going to do it, but he's going to stream it. I think I think we're going to try to get it in the pre-show. Uh, for this one or a future one? For this one. At least that came up. We'll see if that happens. Okay. I knew I was talking to him Friday while I was playing Halo with him. Uh, I know he has a two-ounce bottle of it. He's just going gonna to chug it, so that will be fine. Oh, wow. Fun. Not fine. Um, along with that, since he has hit five dollars five hundred bucks donated, which by the way, anybody has donated to the extra life, thank you. That is an amazing thing. Uh donating for the children's hospitals, great cause. But since he's reached five hundred dollars donation, he is now obliged to dive every Xbox Game Pass, which also includes EA play games that he hasn't already started throughout 2021 which as of right now that is 400 and shoot what it was i just looked it up 484 games i think it is he's gonna be diving a lot of games put it that way he's gonna dive every single unique game mm-hmm. 
And then on top of that, if he reaches his extended goal of 1,000, he will be diving every game he can somehow get access to. That includes all of his physical games, all of the games on Xbox Game Pass, and all of the games that the show has gotten as a review that he has not yet played. I really can't stress this enough. This That is hundreds of games that he is going to be diving. So if you want him to not have any fun and have to sit there and just dive games over and over and over, donate to The Extra Life. The link for that will be in the show notes. And on top of that, somehow Corey got brought into this, but he's going to be watching The Princess Bride finally. Yeah, yeah, that just kind of happened. Is it going to happen? be in there. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. Mm. I can't say no to uh, the charity donations. I'm even going to stream it. The sad it. part is, is that the, the, the joke's going to end after you do this. This is age one hundred and one. Jokes don't don't end. <laughs> okay, you're <laughs> okay. not wrong. That's fair. That is very fair. We could still joke about it. Yes, that the extra life. Uh, yeah, like I said, show note or in the show notes there will be the links to the extra life campaign. If you can donate, it goes to a great cause. But also uh, with that. And also, uh, other links that are in the show notes, you can contact us at any time by sending us a Twitter tweet on the Twitter at Achievements101. Join the Discord, discord.io slash H101. Also, if you can donate, or if you have the money, but you don't want to give it to sick kids, you can give it to us for our <laughs> Patreon to keep the show going <laughs> at Achievement Hunting 101. I do not endorse what he said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then lastly, like we talked about with the Soma playlist, come subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash achievementhunting101. But with that, thank you all for listening. Class dismiss. Uh, buh, bye. Ditto. Hello. <laughs> ah, you did it backwards this week. I see what you did. You explained a joke that makes it either better or worse. What's up, everybody? X the Hero coming back at you with the apparent fan-favorite abandonment issues. And this time I am joined by two people who need no introduction. They're people that have a long history going back with uh, your old hero, but I have not worked with them in quite some time. So joining me on their first ever abandonment issues is none other than Vulgar Latin. How are you, my man? Oh, I am fantastic. I'm rocking and rolling, splishing and splashing over the horizon. What can it be? Okay, I'm uh, not going to take any of those words out of context and make them PG-13. We'll just leave them as they are. We're schoolhouse rocking. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that one up. Also joining me is the myth, the woman, the legend. That doesn't flow off the tongue very nicely. Matriarch, how are you doing? I am doing great, and I am super, super excited to be recording with you on this segment. I absolutely love this idea. And I cannot wait to see what I've abandoned that you guys have chosen. I, I've, I've actually been like uh, secretly there. It's like I, I've always wanted to be in abandonment <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I'm pretty sure uh, the first episode aired and then people loved it right off the bat. And I'm pretty sure you two and a couple other people like I need to get on that. How do I get on that? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I cannot wait to dig in. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, I'm sure know the rules, but I will give you a quick reminder and listeners, I'll give you a quick reminder. Each of the three of us has gone to each of the other three of us, that's awkward sounding, has gone to their gamer page and looked at games that are incomplete. That can be 99% complete, 1% complete, and everywhere in the middle. And we've picked games that we think have a story to be told on why they were abandoned, why they are dragging down completion percentage. The catch here is we don't know what game was picked for us, so we're kind of being put on the spot. And I think that's half the fun of it. You guys are the listeners. I think you like that part as well. No excuses. Well... (laughs) <laughs> no pre-planned excuses yeah right. yeah the, the spontaneity <laughs> of it is is all the excitement like I, i'm legit excited to hear what's coming up for both of you guys and what games you pick for me i i am so ready for these stories so i just have a, a quick update on my picks from the last abandonment issues and uh, i i didn't play either of them so that's that all right. <laughs> insert booing crowd noise <laughs> the update is that there is no update sorry <laughs> well that administration's out of the way <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm gonna throw the two newbies right to the wolves kind of sort of so m what game have you picked for v V, I don't call you V. That's what I have on my cheat sheet. V. M, what have you picked for Volker? So for those of you listening, and I don't know how the for you and Chewy and Elroy when you were recording this, what your method was for picking a game for somebody else, but I probably stressed over this way too much. In listening to abandonment issues, sometimes a game is picked where somebody has very little done, somebody sometimes it's one or two achievements left. And I was trying to pick a game that was the right amount of time away and, and had enough stuff done and really stressed. Uh, and Devin gave us the extra or gave me the extra difficulty modifier of marking stuff as done with, which means he didn't <laughs> abandon the game necessarily. He chose to be finished. So I was going through and trying to find this perfect mishmash of things and just started reading everything on your list, essentially, Devin. And the game I chose for you to explain why you abandoned was Rogue Legacy. Oh, Do you remember this game at all? I love Rogue Legacy. Okay, so what I see on your list is it looks like you played it pretty hard for a day or two, and that (laughs) was it. So what happened? So Rogue Legacy is really difficult. So for those of you that do not know Rogue Legacy, it is a roguelite, go figure, uh, wherein you are a family tree. It's a dynastic thing. So each one of your people that die, another random descendant you get to pick which has a different character class or whatever goes through the castle and you get money and you can upgrade your family tree or whatever. So what happened was if you look on my page, if you look at the statistics, there is a period of time between 2013 and July, 2016 where nothing happened. I didn't get any achievements. These are the PC times. The I was going to say, days. was that World of Warcraft? Because I have a very similar gap <laughs> on my tag. No, I decided to invest a bunch of money into a PC rig. And one of the games that I played was Rogue Legacy. I loved it. I beat that game on PC. Mm-hmm. So when it was on sale on my Xbox, I was like, let's do it again. I had a big push to like, let's take all the things that I did on Steam and try to do it again on Xbox, right? So that way everything matches. It's meshed. It's all good. And uh, what happened is that I was like, man, this is really hard. And new and shiny stuff came up. What what was this, 2017? Yes. Yep, June June 2017. 2017. June 2017. 
So new and shinier things came up, and as it became farther and farther away, I think I tried to do Hitmanning at that time, because Hitman 1 might have been around then. I just kind of got farther and farther away from it, and I just let it go fallow, and I didn't beat the game. I should have beat the game. It has a lot of hard achievements, though, for, like, maxing out the tower. You have to speedrun the game by beating the game before a certain time period, because each of those descendants that I was talking about, they live to a certain time, <laughs> and if they oh. die, they die. Uh, you don't get oh, that wow. boy back. So, and, and they'll have traits, too, So and that affect the gameplay. So one might be, like, nearsighted, and if he's nearsighted, everything around him in a circle is blurry. So he'll, he'll be fine, but after that it's blurry, or he might be big or small, and that'll affect his stats. It's uh, it's it's rough, because I'm only good with certain characters, because I'm historically bad at magic in video games. So you, you said then that you had played this on PC, mm-hmm. right? And you've, like, you finished the campaign on PC, I take it, when you're talking yes. about how you played on PC. Do you think the fact that you were now playing it on Xbox with achievements was actually detrimental to your continuing it? Because you mentioned that the Ooh. game is difficult in general, but that didn't stop you from completing the PC version's campaign. It didn't. Yeah, I think that was part of it. Before I met anyone in the AH101 community, I was much less of a completionist. And that's stats you can actually track, too. Right up mm-hmm. before, like, January 2020... Like, I completed games, but I didn't really care. And I left a lot of stuff that was just like, yep, that's that's it. Like, there's one le- one or two left. Or, like, if things got really hard, I was just like, eh, I'd rather just go do something else. And so I was really into getting the achievements that were, like, doable in my head. Or just, like, things that wouldn't take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That was something that really played into that. Where it was like, oh, well... I guess I could get really good again at Rogue Legacy and go beat the game again, or I could do something else that I really enjoyed, or, or something else that I haven't played that I really would might enjoy. Mm-hmm. Have a new experience. Yeah, so having beaten it again kind of killed the enthusiasm for it, because I knew exactly what I should do. And have you ever tried doing something like a stack or something, and you get an ability that completely changes the game, that playing new games of that, mm-hmm. you it's hard for you to go back to that game starting fresh mm-hmm. because you're like, Absolutely. oh, I have X ability and this ability like completely changes the game. and like That's like every Metroidvania when you go back and replay it and realize you can't double jump. It's yes. that sensation. <laughs> or even just like a sequel. Like, right. I'm like Assassin's Creed. It always bothers me. Like Ezio is this one man army badass at the end of Assassin's Creed 2. And then Brotherhood, you have a dagger. Yeah. <laughs> and he also completely forgets how to do his like jump up to the jump up and grab thing. Up until right. Yeah. They, they, they explain like the gear through the story. It was all destroyed in a fire or whatever. But OK, where'd your athleticism go, dude? Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> they taught you how to do that. <laughs> That was a skill. Yeah, so that was something else that happened. There are a lot of perks that I had that I relied on to beat the game, sort of brute force. I did it really bad, by the way. Like, uh, on PC, I beat the game in the year, like, 2600, and you start at the year 800, and it goes (laughs) based on human lives of, like, 30 years for Descendants. I just sort of like dove headfirst into it and was much more determined and, uh, oof. 
<laughs> so are you, you going to go back to this one or is this one abandoned for for good? It's one that I keep like looking at on the list and I see it. I like pass through the R's and I'm just like, man, Rogue Legacy, what a time <laughs> I used to have. And I talk about it the same way some people might talk about like Paris or something. Like, man, <laughs> I should really go back to that place. <laughs> nice. It sounds like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, it sounds like one of those games where if we just put like a moratorium on contests for three months, that might be when you'd go back to it. But with everything else going on, it probably just doesn't fit well in a whole lot of categories and is time intensive. So it kind of is left to sit. Yeah, that's that's actually because, yeah, I, I try to do I try to stay competitive with all the different contests and stuff that go on. And yeah, it just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. It's an oddball because the story is good, but it's not like I'm itching to beat the game because, you know, I did it. Right. I, you know, I, I don't have anyone to prove to anyone but myself about that. So it's kind of hard to say. If I could uh, if I could propose a challenge, scrolling through the list, and you totally don't have to accept it, but scrolling through the list, it looks like there's only five like guaranteed story-based achievements, and you have two of them. Mm-hmm. Because there are four bosses that you have to beat uh, on each of the different, like, the castle randomizes, but there's different sections of the castle, and each of those are the different bosses. And then the rest of them are for beating the bosses on harder difficulties. Uh, you have to speed run the game. And oh, after you beat the four, you have the final boss. That's the last story-based one. And then, and then there's like a special challenge mode and a speed run. And I think you have to collect all of the different like MacGuffins that are around, like scrolls or whatever. Yeah, scrolls and blueprint. Yep, and you have to upgrade your castle to a certain level of satisfaction. And that's why it took me so long because I spent so many runs just like grinding out the money so that i could upgrade the castle because when you die you your descendant gets the inheritance and then they can use that to build up their ancestry which upgrades the different base stats that's how the rogue that's the roguelite conceit so you kill things you get the money and then you might be able to be like oh well i'm gonna upgrade my health for future generations and or my my character classes or things like that that's the core conceit of it very interesting game. I think it goes on sale for like $3 often. I think people should play it. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back, but I might, I might, I might, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I can't beat that game again. I'm fired up. <laughs> okay. All there right. we go. <laughs> I love it. I guess that's a, that's a side effect of this segment. I'm just going to end on a pun because that's what I do. Um, but why do rogues <laughs> wear leather armor? You'll have to tell me. I don't know. Uh, because it's made of hide. <laughs> oh. Oh. Nice. Oh, I get it. And also, since we since we brought up World of Warcraft, what's the difference between a monk and a rogue? A rogue's gonna pick the lock. A monk will just use their key. Hey. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Rogues do it from behind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I like that you guys you acknowledge that my jokes are awful. That's <laughs> that's a nice middle ground between laughing at everything I say and. Uh, on the last abandonment issues, I, I felt like I was my normal level of humor, and I was just met with dead silence every time I told a joke, so... Oh, that's me all the time. Yeah, I feel with both of these, I, I like, it legitimately took me a second to get it, and that was you hearing <laughs> my brain processing the joke. All the right. key one was clever. Right. I just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> all right, well, speaking of not being ready for it, um, are you perhaps ready for me to tell you what game I've selected for you. That was very poorly worded. Um, <laughs> all right, so when I think M, I think my original induction into AH101 
and Discord and all that stuff because you were you were right along there for my induction, I suppose. Um, and along with that induction, there was, I guess, one game that the community was very well known for. One game that I feel like you couldn't listen to a single episode or hop in the chat without people asking when you were going to run a boost. Do you know what game I'm talking about? I don't know. No, I can think of a couple things, but those are things I didn't abandon that I finished. Things like Hawken and Ooh. Titanfall. But oh. uh, Ah, well, Titanfall would be the game I'm thinking of. Um, and with all those boosts, uh. with all those boosts that the community did, you're kind of a Titanfall guru. So why the heck, Em, why did you abandon Titanfall 2? Oh, man. Uh, that's such a good question. So first of all, Titanfall 2 is amazing. Like, I just want to get that out of yes, the way. Yes, it is. It's the best one. Titanfall 2 is awesome. And if you look at my achievement list, I did complete the campaign. So I did get through... You did complete the campaign. That, and I did the couple of multiplayer achievements. Um, and I I did intend, once I finished it, to go back and, like, at least do the collectibles. I, I tried... So for those of you unaware, just in case, Titanfall 1 came out, has phenomenal gameplay, but has zero campaign. Or what they called a campaign, but they did that by just attaching some sentences over multiplayer maps. So when Titanfall 2 came out, this game actually had a fully featured campaign with all of the amazing gameplay of Titanfall 1, but they also added different Titan types, which made the gameplay even more intriguing. But one of the things you do very early in Titanfall 2 is like a speed run course. It's sort of like a training course. Yeah. And let me tell yeah. you, <laughs> the last time I turned on Titanfall 2 to try to get some more done, I said, listen, to myself. If I'm going to complete Titanfall 2, I have to get this speed run done in under this set amount of time. So I'm going to start here, because if I can't get this nailed down, I'm not completing the game anyway. So let's see if I can do it. And I probably spent like a good hour on it, and I just, I wasn't even getting close. And at that point, in that moment, I, I thought I would go back and give it some more tries, because it's just one of those things where you have to get a feel for it. It's As much as you're responding to the game and what the game is telling you to do it's almost like a muscle memory thing you eventually get to a point i'm sure for those of you who have accomplished this where you can more feel what you need to do than you're actually reacting to what you need to do and i just didn't put in the time and then i, I didn't go back so i'm thrilled you picked that because i would love to go back to titanfall 2 i've played <laughs> it since i've completed it uh, in multiplayer with some folks but I haven't gone back and actually gone into the campaign, even just to look for the collectibles. I mean, most of the stuff I'm missing seems like particular things to do during the campaign, and then uh, a collectibles and two difficulty achievements. Now, X, so, I mean, I know you played Titanfall 2, it sounds like, since you brought it up, but did you go through and, and do the harder difficulties? Is this something you have experience with? Uh, I did not do the hard mode. I have every achievement in the game except for the difficulty and then the scoreboard top place so wow. when i play games i just play on easy mode no shame mm -hmm. here I just let me get through it easy mode all the way there was a, a time in a former life where i would struggle through on hard mode or uh, apocalyptic difficulty or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it but yeah not not anymore so i have completion on easy but not regular not hard not master and not the gauntlet but wow. I got everything else. I have everything else in this game. I actually did. Uh, I beat the game on hard, but not master. And all I have okay. is the gauntlet and the collectibles. I have to beat the game on master, the gauntlet, and the collectibles. And that's apparently all I have left. Ah, I did get all the collectibles. I followed a guide because some of them were like, how the hell did anyone find that? Oh, uh, well, 
I, I didn't have a smartphone or a laptop for the longest time, so I just kind of roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Titanfall 2 was probably one of the last games, in all honesty, where I just sat down and played it without a guide. I just wanted to enjoy the gameplay, uh, and it worked to that end. I, I want to say I banged out the ca- campaign in a couple days. It, it's, it's not a long campaign. But this, yeah, I'm definitely motivated to go back and at least pick off some of the... I think there's some like level specific achievements where there are certain troops you're fighting and you have to kill them in a certain way or in a certain cluster. So yeah, I would totally go back and do that stuff. Yeah, it's mostly just the miscellaneous achievements that you're you're missing. None of which I remember being particularly difficult. I mean, if I did them, they weren't that hard. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of friends on my list who've completed this game. I mean, it's over the 20 that TA shows you in the main display of the game itself. So... For a game that has been available very cheaply, is available through Game Pass, is available through EA Play, the fact that the TA ratio, or the TA score rather, is only an 1800, probably speaks to the fact that the higher difficulties are very doable. So I don't know if I'll do the higher difficulties, but yeah, I'll go back and try to get some of these individual uh, specific achievements just for kind of going and doing a little out of the way things. That sounds like a great time. And Titanfall is one of my gameplay wise. Probably like in that top two or three games I've ever played. The gameplay is just so much fun. Titanfall 2 has one of the best first-person shooter levels I've ever played in any video game. Which one would that be? Without spoilers, yeah. Right. It's the (laughs) one where you find that dude's bracelet and you have to warp in between worlds? Oh, yeah, warp in between. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 <laughs> I don't want that, to say any more, but yes, I know what you're talking about. That is one of the best first-person shooter levels ever. I actually remember reading when it came out the like from a technical standpoint. Again, it's hard to say without like spoiling too much, but it, it's basically running two maps simultaneously because you can just transition at will. Yeah, impressive. Mm-hmm. It's doing that one game, uh, the medium before the, the medium. medium. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's not right at the same time, like where you could see it visibly, but it, that's all happening in the background. Yeah, great choice. I'm like pumped to boot up Titanfall 2 now. I haven't pumped it up, like I haven't used it since, or played the game since getting the Series X, so I'm wondering if there there will be any notable changes in terms of performance, because I don't remember bad load time, and it looked beautiful anyway. But yeah, I'm going to go check it out. Okay, awesome. Inspired by the segment. Also, um, I'm, I'm kind of looking. It looks like you can kind of cheese the master difficulty by starting oh. in master and then dying and then reloading on easy. And then you get credit oh. for master, I believe is how that works. So kind of oh, wish I knew that when okay. I played through. <laughs> See, that's the kind of cheats that like I wouldn't do because before I didn't have all kinds of stuff to look it up. I was really late on the game with smartphones and laptop usage in this. I would just kind of look things up at work on my lunch break and then do it. Hey, what's uh, what's a Titan's favorite music genre? I I don't know. Heavy metal, obviously. Oh, that was a bad one. I'm, I'm not going to placate you here. That was, that was not good. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Okay. Um, well, quick, <laughs> quick sidebar, uh, and you don't have to talk about it. I almost picked for you the Dance Central series. Just because you're pretty close in all four of them, actually. And I was just impressed. Well, the the very quick answer is I'm just not that good at it. Dance Central is super picky <laughs> versus like Just Dance, where it's like, oh, are you moving your left leg? That's cool. Here, have a point. Dance Central gets to be really finicky and the moves get very complicated at the higher difficulties. And I can't dance. I can just do what the Kinect tells me to do to some 
moderate ability. So it, that's really all it was. Um, yeah, that's the case for all three of those. For the one that was on uh, for Spotlight, I think it was that was on the Xbox One. Yeah, the only one I didn't get that I probably could have got if I fought enough to do it would have been the one to collect all the dance cards. But that just that time had passed, and I just wasn't interested in going back and doing it. But that's it. Short answer. I just tapped <laughs> out where my difficulty, where where my capabilities were. All right. Yeah, like I said, I almost picked broke like the rules and just picked the series, but eh, <laughs> I like Titanfall more. <laughs> I like Titanfall yeah. more. Hey, why did the Titan marry his fiance? He just couldn't resist her. <laughs> uh, oh man, you guys are you're a tough crap. <laughs> All right, Fulger, what do you have for me? So for you, uh, I would like to start by asking you, what kind of car do you drive? Like in real life, my car? Yeah, yeah. What is okay. your car? Uh, I have a 2015 Chrysler 200. Well, it's definitely not a Toyota Yaris because you didn't complete <laughs> Yaris. Freaking Yaris. Oh. <laughs> Freaking Yaris. <laughs> you always got one achievement in Yaris in 2008, and then you were like, no, no, I don't want to complete this five to six hour game. I made the right choice. That was free. Yeah, it seems like I made the right <laughs> choice. So actually, the only reason I downloaded this game in the first place is because it was free, and I was poor. I was That was freshman year of college, and I was like, hey, I, I need some games. Let me check out this one. It's free. And it weirdly had, like, really good reviews in the 360 store that now I realize they were all, you know, troll fake reviews. Um, I'm like, let me check this out. Yeah, right? Let me check. So I downloaded it, and oh my god. I have played some hot garbage, let me tell you folks. In my pursuit of gamer score, I have played some trash. And this is up there. I have geez. I haven't pulled it up yet. I have one achievement. Is it the first level? It that's that has to be like something it, super it early, right? It's for collecting a thousand coins, which you do Okay early on. Yeah. Play Yaris, uh, essentially. That's that's really that's the first achievement. <laughs> uh, except excepting playing a multiplayer game online, that would be the first achievement you would get. Uh, but you wouldn't get it after one race necessarily, so you probably had to play enough to get an achievement and then decide, you know. Oh, God. So I played some and then decided I wanted to go back for more. Uh, yeah, let me tell you, this one was bad, and I actually distinctly remember firing it up. When did Xbox One come out? 2013. I was like, I'm going to retire mm -hmm. my 360, so let me play, you know, everything I want on 360, and and then there was Yaris. I still have it installed on my 360 hard drive, and every once in a while... I'll go back through the list and be like, should I play any of these? And ultimately, no, I haven't played my 360 in a long time. Yeah, I went back in like 2013. I was like, let me try it again. And God, it's it's bad. I think I made it to a boss, maybe, and couldn't beat the boss. It's delisted. Uh, so I, what I remember of this is that what when I came into Xbox, I don't think it was free anymore. So I had to pay for Yaris, and I wasn't <laughs> going to pay for an ad. Wow, I didn't realize it reverted to pay for at some point. At, at some point, we, the only reason I don't have Yaris on my tag is because it was like five bucks or 400 Microsoft points. There we go. <laughs> well, I do have Yaris on my tag. Uh, I completed it 10 years ago. But what I mostly remember about the game is it's terrible. And I don't fault anybody for playing a little bit and stopping. But there's an odd camaraderie, and for people who listen to this and possibly have completed the game, you will likely know what I'm talking about. There is a very grindy achievement in the game to earn one million coins. It's terrible, because the game's not fun to play. There's only three levels, if I recall correctly, uh, and there aren't that many coins to be had. So somebody somewhere discovered a glitch 
where if you're playing in multiplayer, I believe you have to play in multiplayer because I remember doing this in sessions. You come out of one of the like loop-de-loop turns and you have to hug the right wall. And if you're lucky, your car will just glitch into the wall and you'll keep getting coins. And it one of those things where you might do it on your first try or you might spend three hours to get it to work. <laughs> the game, again, is, is terrible. I'm not excusing anything about the game. <laughs> but there's definitely, like I said, a camaraderie that comes from being part of the folks who, you know, in the pursuit of fictional gamer points, decided they were going to spend all this time on a 15 gamer score achievement in a 200 point game. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Uh, That said, I still have it downloaded too. Uh, If there are people who still need that, we can certainly give it a try because it was entertaining. (laughs) Maybe you and I can just I can I can get my second achievement play a multiplayer game online with a (laughs) 1.5 ratio. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. And if we get you some coins, you can uh, purchase or I don't think you purchase ones. I think you have to go down the tracks to beat the weapons. But yeah, we can, you can win a multiplayer match too. Like I could totally just, you know, throw in the towel and do nothing. And, I mean, uh, yeah. it's it's a ranked match. I, I assume it would be hard for us to get matched up because there's so many people playing this gym. You yeah. know, this is the game with the most concurrent players on something or other. At some- <laughs> no, I can't even lie about it effectively because the game is so bad. It's really bad. Yeah, it was just one that I saw a ton that uh, people would have back in the day. Because, I mean, I started in 2008 and back in those days... Getting gamer score was not as trivial as it is now. So 200 points from a free game was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And people did it. <laughs> and it's, it's weird with this one, too, because if you look at the publisher, the game they published before, or not the publisher, the developer, uh, the games they have developed before were largely ports. So they had done um, uh, Puzzle Fighter and Sonic the Hedgehog. So this wasn't bad stuff. These aren't people where you just expect it to be garbage it should be okay but like i said most of the stuff they had done before was ports and i guess they shouldn't have been trusted to make something that wasn't a port (laughs) yeah i uh i think at this point i have because most of my 360 is is backwards compatible so if i can install it on the series x it's there i think i have maybe like 13 games installed on 360 and this bad boy is one of them so somewhere somewhere in the deep recesses of my brain there is some weird desire to, I will play that. All you have to do to unabandon it is get one achievement. That's true. And then and then I'm back in the game. That's right. Well, uh, you know what's really unfortunate about driving a Yaris, a Toyota, during this pandemic is that it's totally infected with Corolla virus. <laughs> oh! Ooh. Ooh. Ow. <laughs> Off the dome. <laughs> All right. So now that I finally have a good pun, um, I think we can... <laughs> fairly certainly uh, established that I'm probably not going to go back to Yaris, but maybe. I'm not going to say no on this one, but but maybe. Moving right along, we're just going to do a, a little switcheroo here. Uh, Volger, I have a good game picked for you, but before I tell you my actual pick, Glass Masquerade 2, just a, just a bonus. What, uh, what happened, man? Uh, I just got distracted. It's something that I come back to. I think I did an achievement in it a few months ago. Yeah, you played the heck out of it in summer 2020 and then abandoned it literally until May of this year and you got one. It's just one of those things that like sometimes I'll come back to it when it when I need something really chill uh, to just do. But to be honest with you, the hard mode kills it for me. 
I love Glass Masquerade 1. Glass Masquerade 2 with the hard mode and also the fact that it's a lot more abstract. One of the first episodes that I, I listened to before I was a staffer, you did a review on Glass Masquerade 2. I did. That's Yep, that's why I had to ask about this one. I adore this game. My problem with it is that because it has a lot more indirect... Because I don't use the guide and, and look at anything. I just kind of do it on my own while I'm talking to people. While I have parties going. The first game had a lot more direct, like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Philadelphia, they like cheesesteaks. This one's just like... I don't know what they're trying to make. And even sometimes when they're like done, I'm still like, I don't really understand what it is. Mm -hmm. And it can be anything that it's really hindered my progress. Okay. I was just curious because like I saw it (laughs) and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. But eh, I found a better one. Also, just uh, just quick for whatever it's worth. I was the second person on Xbox to complete that game. So, mm, you know, (laughs) okay. Okay. So your real pick. Um, (laughs) I suppose you could say I broke the rules, but I mean, it's my segment, so I can just, you know, break the rules if I want to. I've already thrown both of you bonus games, so, you know, I'm a madman, but um, I didn't pick you one game. I actually, I picked three games for you, uh, all bundled up into a handy trilogy. One might call it an insane trilogy. Okay. No, that's literally oh, what, Crash, it's, what it's called. Crash, the Crash Bandicoot Crash Insane Bandicoot. Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I suck at Crash Bandicoot. That's the, that's the answer. So... When I was about, let, let's flash back to, to the year 1997, 1996, uh, a young seven, eight-year-old Devin gets a PlayStation for the first time. He decides that he's going to beat Crash Bandicoot. It takes him a month, but he beats the game. And then he beats Crash Bandicoot 2 after saving up a bunch of money, selling popcorn for the Boy Scouts, and then he runs and beats Crash Bandicoot 3. And then he doesn't ever possibly realize that there's a lot of people that like really play those games for the the gems or whatever. Because young me was just like, yeah, I beat the boss, man. What else do you want? Boss is dead. I don't care. And that that like game's completed. That's it. GG. Neocortex uh. rescued the girl. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh man, I like Crash Bandicoot. I like collection games. Why didn't I go do Crash Bandicoot? And uh, I'm bad at Crash Bandicoot. I don't like that they made Crash Bandicoot's thing an oval, and it makes it really awkward, and I'm really bad at that first level, and I don't want to go back and beat the games out of order because I want to beat them one at a time because it's not going to get... Like, it gets easier, but I don't want to do it again with the harder stuff where I don't have the slide or whatever. And uh, that bridge, man, that bridge just broke me. <laughs> and Crash's hitbox is shaped like a like a big oval. And before it used to be a square. And so you used to do a bunch of different stuff. And so in my head, there's a little kid that's just like, yeah, you just jump on the ropes. Yeah, you just jump on the ropes and you walk along the ropes. And little kid me was also uh, a teamster. And so we would jump along the ropes and we'd run and run and we'd laugh and laugh. And we beat the level and we'd beat, we'd beat Neocortex. But... Uh, as an adult, I'm terrible at it, and it frustrates me, and it makes me much like the redos for the Star Wars movies. Just makes me upset about something that I loved when I was a child, and I don't want to think about it. And so I just leave it until something like RTDL, or I think there was a UHH one in there, or there's something where it just picked something 
where I was like, Crash Bandicoot, just play this and jump on this panda bear. And I was like, I'll jump on a panda. I don't care. You jerk. And get this achievement. <laughs> I hate pandas. Wow. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we can work together anymore. <laughs> don't make me get Jeffy in. Me and Jeffy are going to do a, an abandonment <laughs> issues together. And, and that's that's what happened. And I really wish, like, because I am number five in the world in collection games. That's in, actually in why Sports. I picked this one. It was like, oh, it's a collection. And he really isn't doing so hot on it. Uh, because they changed the core mechanics. Making his hitbox or making where he lands an oval changes it. And it makes things feel very weird in a way that I don't like. Otherwise, it's a perfectly great game and a great remaster. But it's just really hard. And I played it before I met you guys, and it's hard. And there's also something with the first game had a different engine than 2 and 3, but they ported mm-hmm. it in the engine for 2 and 3. So one, the first game is like infinitely harder than it was on PlayStation just because they kept the geometry, but a different engine. I don't remember the specifics, but basically the first game is significantly harder than two and three in the collection yeah there was a lot of times where i tried to make a jump and it'd just be like when you play enough platformer games it, it feels like you made the jump and like you hit the edge but it's just like nah, now nah, you clipped through it you fell you died sorry here you go here's a game over screen that does nothing but infuriates you you can start <laughs> over again though that's cool and so yeah that's why and so like hither and yon i'll do stuff if it comes up that people need it for a specific thing, I'll look at it, unless it's um, Stormy Ascent, in which case I'll be like, no. Oh, yeah. Never doing that one. <laughs> no. No. And, uh, yeah, that's why I haven't done it. And, and and one day an RTDL will convince me to beat the game. I think I've got up to Pinstripe Potoroo. Mm-hmm. That is correct, actually. That is the last achievement that you had uh, in 2020, and then just this past April... He went and apparently jumped on a panda and got one achievement. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, all this stuff that you didn't do, you can just go back and just, you know, there's a lot of hidden stuff for just like, hey, just go die. I would do that. But yeah, because uh, I still got to go up the castle, which is uh, Embryo and the Neocortex. Embryo, that's it. Yeah, and Neocortex up for one. And then I have to get all the, the gems and break all the boxes and stuff. And I, I wasn't good at that when I was a child, and I definitely won't be good at that now that I'm an adult. <laughs> it, yeah, it's definitely a daunting completion, but I wasn't sure if your desire to have all the collections complete would uh, would persevere you through. Is that a verb? I just made it a verb. Well, collections <laughs> as a genre is the, like, I am, even though I'm fifth in it, it's like, I'm like the only one that cares. Oh, okay. So you're the only leaderboard chaser for that leaderboard? I, I'm not really that big of a chaser for it either, but like, yeah. So like, it's I think it's Al Nitrum who has like a ton, mm-hmm. and yeah, it'd be a good one because it has a lot of gamer score, but it's really hard to get. So I just try to go for the low hanging fruit most of the time. <laughs> and uh, Crash Bandicoot, it's not low hanging fruit. I've always found the takeaways on this game interesting because I generally hear one of two things. It's so great to go back and play Crash. I'm happy they did this. Or, man, that hitbox is terrible and makes the game almost impossible to play. And that that seems to be it. There's very little in between. (laughs) I I am one that's just like, it feels weird. It's like taking your favorite ice cream and just randomly adding like a stash of habanero. It's just weird. It's definitely different. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it necessarily, it, it changes things up. 
and I don't know if it belongs. <sighs> yeah, it's it's good. Like I'm making it sound like it's a much worse game than it is. It's a good game because the the core first three crash games by Naughty Dog, uh, who went on to make a bunch of games for the PlayStation that we don't care mm-hmm. about. <laughs> we don't talk about them. Yeah, whatever. That's uncharted territory. Even The Last of Us would admit that that oval is just weird. Like, it's going to be a weird statement for me to say that the platforming to me is kind of like a rhythm game where it just kind of has a beat to it. And once you figure out the beat, you can platform your way through a lot of games. Like Donkey Kong Country is sure. one that I'm just like, it has a beat. Once you know the beats to Donkey Kong, you can go through Donkey Kong and just kind of go in the rhythm to the kind of the music. Rayman Legends has levels built around that right that that very concept that if you jump in time with this music everything's going to just work those are some so. of my favorite platforming levels of all time absolutely but it's it's to your point like that that's true and it's similar in some way to what i was saying with titanfall is that you get to a point with some of these platformers where it's more muscle memory right like those folks that beat like ninja gaiden on the nes in one life mm-hmm. they're not really like responding to the game anymore they just know i'm going to hold right for three seconds and then i'm going to press a and then i'm going to hold right for three more seconds and and you're right, that's how these games feel. Your brain is sending like a million signals at once for your body to go, okay, just press A now and you're going to clear this platform. But if what you're seeing on the screen doesn't match what you're processing, that gets very, very frustrating. And that's the difference between the best games in the genre and the ones that are not so good. Yeah, yeah, the chase sequences really too, and that bridge. The, mm-hmm. the Crash 1 difficulty is so uneven, for me mm-hmm. anyway. Because you once you beat that first bridge section... And if you've played it, you'll know. It's smooth sailing from there till the next bridge section. It's not too bad. And then you hit that next bridge section and you want to pull your hair out. Right. Like, I had a, before it even came out to Xbox, I had some friends who played on PlayStation. It was just like, Devin, you play platforming games a lot. Here, beat this bridge section for us. And I was like, well, I did it when I was eight. How hard could it be? <laughs> Eight-year-old me was a very persistent young kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I am uh, significantly worse <laughs> at video games now than I was when I was younger. Yeah, 100%. Like, even even fighting games are, like, my, my bread and butter, but, like, I can't pull off some of the stuff I know I used to be able to. Well, when we were younger, you had more time. I think True. some of it's not just attributable to time, but you used to get two games a year, and you would play that game to death, you know? Like, you'd get the game on your birthday and the game around the holidays, maybe. And maybe if you're really fortunate, you got to rent a game from Blockbuster or whatever local video store you had. Um, so, yeah, you spent forever with a game and got really good at it. Now, if I get too frustrated with something, I close it out and play something else that's less frustrating. And move I on to the next one. Reason. Yeah. Right. Yep. I got money, you little kid me. <laughs> I got achievements to earn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to beg my parents for a game. Right. <laughs> that is a lot of it. All right. Well, speaking of, of crashes, um, a psychic got into a crash with an 18-wheeler. Uh, and, and she died, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, you'd think she could see it coming, because psychic and all that. Uh, you know what they said about <laughs> the uh, little person psychic that uh, was a convict that escaped from prison? Huh. This one I know. Small, medium, at large? <laughs> oh, I have heard that one. Yeah. That's almost as unfortunate as the crash uh, involving the church bus, and none survived. <laughs> oh! <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so you're uh you're in like this weird limbo state of abandoned and not abandoned, and I don't I don't know how to process where you are with this game, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like it's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, sure, I might I might come back to Crash Bandicoot because yeah, we at the time of recording we're doing the backlog bounce. It's it's probably good points. 
I should probably do it, but oh, I just keep thinking about that platforming and then just like landing platforms that I think I should hit and just falling and dying and then having the mask make fun of me. And I'm like, hmm. This seems like your ideal for contests game because there's a lot of achievements in it. There's probably a lot of letters, there's backlog, whatever. But it's not a game you're well, necessarily motivated no, to play by itself. No, it's all C. It's all I was going to say, I have a I have a story, I guess, to uh, oh, cap is it off all? this oh, one. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they all back... say, like, C1, C2, C3. You know, now that I'm looking at it, yeah. It's C1 bracket and the achievement. Um, Yeah, my, my last story here for this one is back in G-Task, whatever year I got uh, gypped at the end. Was that 2018? Whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they, they had the weekly challenges, and one of them was get an achievement for the alphabet. And right. I needed I needed an N. That was all I needed. So I'm like, oh, what's an easy one? Ah, crash collection. No holds barred. Oh, Except no. uh, it started with a C. Mm-hmm. And then the badges went out. And I'm like, hey, uh, planting, where's my badge? And he's like, you didn't get it. And then we realized what happened. And then he gave me a custom badge. Um, <laughs> so like everyone else had their weekly badges. And I got one like, learn your alphabet scrub or something like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would have made the same mistake. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, those are fun collecting, though. Those are the that's like my favorite part of G Task. Mm-hmm. Same. All right, moving on to our, uh, I guess, penultimate to sound fancy choice. Um, <laughs> Volger, what do you have for M? And I will say that I forgot this game existed, and then Volger, you Uh-oh. reminded me when you messaged me, and oh yeah, ooh, what a good choice! What a good oh, choice! It's, it's a deep cut. This is a game that I don't think a lot of people remember, and I only played because I played a demo. Back when those used to be a thing. But, uh, you know, why did the achievements dry up on wet? (laughs) That was good. Oh, um, (laughs) so that I actually have a very, very easy answer for you. It was a Gamefly rental. And I didn't care for it very much. uh, And I sent it back and I don't currently own a copy of it. So I can't go back to it. And unfortunately, I wish I had a better story for you. But this this was just a case of it being a rental, and that's what Gamefly was good for, was trying out a game I wasn't 100% sure about, and I was never really much of a completionist, I'm still not. So, that's it. Yeah, no, because, I, 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 yeah, I played this game, like I said, it, I had the one level, and I was like, man, this one level's great, I should play it someday, and I never did. And so I kind of wanted someone to... I don't have more to give you, unfortunately. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I was... I was having a conversation the other day with um, Iron Fist of Snuff and a couple other guys. We were uh, boosting Singularity. And we were talking about how in the 360... Like, nowadays, we get all these really wonderful indie games that are trying all these sort of different things. But in the 360 era, where third-person and first-person shooters were more the deal, what you found were people trying to do innovations within there. And there were lots of maybe not well-realized or fully-realized innovations in these genres, but they weren't just first or third person shooters. They had their own twists. And Wet was one of those games. But I would be lying to you if I said I remember. I played it. It looks like I played it in March of 2010. I got one online achievement and three offline achievements because that's how much I cared about whether or not I was online at that time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just I I really don't have much of a recollection, unfortunately. I wish I could tell you more. Oh, it, that's the, you run the risk with this kind of format. But yeah, it was just one that I was like, oh, because it, it was just rare that you just had like you beat like two chapters and then you're like, not for me. Yeah, that that was really it. <laughs> I don't remember like the story specifically, um, but you were bringing up like it, it tried something new with the gameplay. 
and mm-hmm. it's hard to describe really it's almost like the movement you would expect in a modern first person shooter where you can jump and spin and slide but mixed with like early devil may cry third person gun and sword play it's it's like a much more mobile but less stylish devil may cry i guess if such a thing makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it it's not backwards compatible i don't believe um it is not it is not it is physical only it's physical only, so you can't get digitally in the store. I, I'm not sure what a copy of the game would go for, but I have a really bad history with going back and trying any games that are expansive in any way. This is 25 to 30 hour completion, according to TA. So it's not, maybe if I had easy access, you know, you try a chapter or two and see how it goes, but I, I'm not going to figure out acquiring it in all likelihood, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's about 20 bucks on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to have to give that one a pass, unfortunately. I remember buying it because it looked interesting, um, and then Mm -hmm. I played it, and I enjoyed it, and then I very quickly traded it back into GameStop. So I... I, Oh, wow. I remember liking it, but not loving it. If Just Mm -hmm. like, look, there's a lot of, like, miscellaneous stuff that I didn't do. There's some challenges I didn't bother with. There's like target mode, more miscellaneous stuff, and the difficulties. I just I beat the story. I got all the story achievements and a couple random ones, but I I didn't uh, dive too deep. I didn't. I, I dipped my toes in. Mm-hmm. Those, those were wet puns. I feel like if I were to try the game today, if all else was equal, and the me of today versus the me of eleven years ago was going into trying this, I would have dropped the difficulty down to easy and just tried to blast through the campaign. I probably stuck the game on normal because I didn't want to play on the easy mode and just didn't pick it up right away. Like my personal comfort level with playing shooters is a lot higher now than it was in 2010. You know, I was still kind of coming off mostly playing JRPGs and puzzle games, which I still, you know, puzzles especially do a lot of, but I play way more shooters now than I used to. So I'd probably feel more comfortable with the mechanics. It just didn't click for me at the time. So uh, similarly, there's... um, Oh, now I can't remember it, but there's there's another game that kind of fits right in that box where it was a gamefly game and it's a shooter and uh, it's another one of these, maybe it's World War II era kind of thing. Ah, it slips my mind, but same deal. I just, I wasn't feeling it. I got a very small handful of achievements and I moved on from it. Yeah. All right. Huh. So this one is uh, sufficiently yeah. abandoned. All right. Unfortunately. All right. Well, it looks like that achievement wall is all dried up. Oh, uh, man. More wet puns. Hey, when can three elephants stand under the same umbrella and not get wet? When it's not raining, obviously. Oh, I think that's irrelevant to the uh, topic at hand. Okay, fine. Why can't you get away with vandalizing wet cement? I, uh, it's something about your prints being everywhere. Well, well, I mean, there's concrete evidence evidence of your crime, so. Yeah, Yeah. oh man. All right. (laughs) Well, uh, shoot, this is as awkward as the last one. I, I can dad pun with the best of them, Max. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, when the shovel was invented, it was truly groundbreaking. So you know, you ever All think right. the guy that invented the uh, the drawing board? What did he have to go back to when he had ran out of ideas? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> All right, last but not least, or maybe it is. I don't know. And what do you got for me? I'm nervous and excited and all the other emotions. Ooh. I am. I'm, I'm nervous too, actually. So when I was initially looking at your list, I was trying to do something similar to what you did with Devin's list in that you looked at a genre that he typically plays. And I first picked fighting. 
And for the most part, there, I think there were one or two games where you either hadn't finished it, but had done a lot or really hadn't done anything. And those didn't seem like they would be great. So you covered the fighting genre really well. <laughs> if I, yeah, I would say if I, if I haven't scored big in a fighting game, um, it's just because I, I just enjoy playing the game and haven't done much else with it. Soul Calibur Six comes to mind where I haven't even touched right. the story mode. I think I have like 10 achievements. Right. So I was like, all right, well, that's not going to work. Well, let's try role-playing games. You play those. I know that. So I picked a role-playing game for you. Um, and I know very little about this series. And I'm curious to hear about your background with it and why you seemingly abandoned this game. And that would be Shining Resonance Refrain. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, geez, that wasn't actually too long ago. Maybe three, four years? Yeah, 2018 you played it. Okay. All right. Just over three years. All right. Yep, July of 2018, so. I guess I'm trying to figure out how to say without sounding like a, a pompous jerk, but I'm just going to sound like a pompous jerk. So I completed like my early teaching stuff, uh, and I, I finally had money to spend with like full-time job, um, and then I saw Shining Resonance Refrain is coming out. And if you pre-ordered on Amazon, you got the, I believe, the Draconian edition for free, which came with a really cool steelbook um, and some other stuff. And I pre-ordered it. Didn't know anything about the game. I played Shining Force back in the day, as I think probably everyone has played Shining Force uh, at some point. Really? Oh, it's like classical uh, grid-based, um, if you know Fire Emblem style, they got their inspiration from Shining Force. It was sort of the first popular of that genre. So I'm like, all right, Shining Resonance, it's got to be the same series, but I, I knew literally nothing about it. Got it, installed it, because, you know, I just got this cool game and pre-order and steelbook, let me play it. And it was not at all what I thought it was. Um, I thought it would be like a turn-based or a tactical RPG, and it was very much like real-time action RPG. And I think I'd played maybe a few hours. I didn't play very long. Um, got through the first couple dungeons, put it down, and I mm -hmm. just haven't come back to it it's not that it was bad it's just not what i wanted and therefore it i didn't have the urge to come back to it so yeah, you shining residence refrained from refrained it. from it Ooh, that was a good one <laughs> i still have it installed i have it in my my um it's one of the few disc games i own actually just because i wanted that limited edition mm -hmm. i still have it handy it's just i have to be in the mood for an action rpg and uh, it's not my preferred role-playing genre okay yeah i was surprised too just in looking at the game real quick because i i also didn't play shining force but that's mostly because i played nintendo consoles and shining force is a sega property uh okay. so i just didn't get around to playing it but i always thought about it just as you explained it grid-based tactical you know turn-based sort of gameplay but i see that it's an action rpg and uh, that wasn't what I was expecting, even when I just looked at the genre classification. So it is solidly like it doesn't have those strategy components that are probably more related with the series. I don't know if strategy is the right. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very much um, like 3D open, not open world, but like the battlefield. Uh, when you meet enemies, they're open world. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have an attack button and then a skill button and a jump button and... Yeah, like I said, I just wanted the, the grid based and it wasn't that. Because part of why I chose the game is you only played it over two days, it looked like. You played it over July 13th and July 14th of 2018 and that was it. But you put four hours in. So you spent a couple hours, either a couple hours each day or just... And that, that's based on whenever your first achievement popped. I don't know how quickly the first achievement pops in the game. But I thought that was interesting because, again, RPGs are usually your... Uh, you know, they're, they're one of your preferred genres. I know that you enjoy RPGs, but... 
that that amount of time in with that little accomplished doesn't seem to normally match how you play the genre. So I, I, that was really what piqued my curiosity. Yeah, I would say, honestly, it's it's a good pick. And looking at the achievements, um, I'm pretty sure the first one I have is triggering a break. And I think you get that in the first or second battle. You learn how to do that. Um, okay. Yeah, actually, I have that achievement before winning my first battle. So you do that okay. right off the bat. I'm trying to remember. I know I did the first dungeon. And then I went back to town. And you're, like, talking to people. And I'm probably, like, saved, like, ready to go out on next mission and and that was it. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It just wasn't. I don't know. I'm gonna queue it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to this one. Actually, I need a lengthy ish game. I mean, it looks like there's a walkthrough on TA. If that's something oh, so that, there is like, one now. Is motivates you one way or the other. And it looks like it's about fifty hours, which isn't. Yeah, that's not too long. Yeah, for JRPG, that's very much on the low end. Actually, um, the one thing I do remember there's to sink your teeth into. Yeah, there's yeah. two playthroughs required, but it's not your traditional, like, play it and then play it again or, like, New Game Plus. It's the refrain, so it's, like, the, the remaster or, like, version two. And you mm-hmm. can play as the bad guy, but, like, oh. on the on the good guy's team. And then you play through a second different playthrough as the bad guy. So it, it's almost huh. like two games in one. Okay. Okay. So it's probably... That yeah, that 40, 50 hour completion, I think the game... It, it's probably 20 to 25 times two. Yeah, I mean, that's... For something in that genre, that's... It's like, a, you know, it's a, it's a smattering. It's a, it's that's a, about a, right. It's, it's an amuse-bouche of a JRPG. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go back to this one, actually. Like, I will definitively oh, declare okay. right now. I have actually been, like, I need a longer game. I've been really enjoying... Um, space race with all like the Call of Duties and the big uh-huh. shooters, and then I've just been going through and catching up on my Artifacts Mundi and my point and clicks. And my summer goal is to get my backlog under 400 games before I go back to school, and I'm at 405 right now, so very doable. Nice. And I think okay. once I do that, yeah, I think once I do that, I will I'll queue up Shining Resonance Refrain, and I will have a follow up. Promise y'all oh, on the next nice. abandonment oh. issues. All right, this is a 15 nice. gig game too. It's pretty pretty chunky. You know, that's a lot to. To get off your hard drive. Well, not that it, you yeah, have it on your on, hard drive, you have a disc, uh, but it's kind of on your hard drive, too. But 15 still. 15 gigs? Yeah, it's, 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 on, it's on disc, <laughs> though. That means I would have to get up and put in the disc like a caveman. It's well, worth it, though. No, I, I promise. You, you I promise. Of right you put now, in the disc. It's on sale for seven fifty. Yes. It's, <laughs> Just it's buy it digitally. discounted. I, I've done that before. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This way I don't have to ruin my disc. But we put discs into the console so infrequently that, like, the last time I played a game that I only had on disc i i didn't have to change the disc again because nothing else went in there that's mm-hmm. everything's almost digital so you won't really notice yeah no that was a good pick i i needed some inspiration actually and i was specifically awesome. looking at jrp i'm like should i go should i finally boot up final fantasy 15 now nah, let's clear the backlog shining resonance <laughs> awesome nice so officially unabandoned as the time um as this airs it will be officially unabandoned very cool i'm gonna go uh-huh. unabandoned titanfall also like i, I think we've got some some progress we're going to go make. I, I think we've made good work here, people. I think we have a lot of goals that we can go back to. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can, we can really make some progress to our backlogs and also to our lives. I could ask you to refrain from such cheesy comments. Uh, that's a double joke. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but Shining, you are and your resonance will be felt on this podcast. Nice. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me on, uh, I don't know, what is this, episode 
five that sounds yeah right. it'll be four five. i have no mm-hmm. idea i just do these um whenever people want to record with me so if you want to record with me hit me up you guys are of course always welcome back any any parting words from you noobs here i'm gonna just go first because i have no puns i i don't think that way but i just want to say thank you again for the concept and for having both of us on this was absolutely a blast agreed well i hope my roguish legacy uh will not crash and burn insanely uh upon the annals of of this of this fine show and i hope that you have me back well if it does crash and burn i'll just get some wet water and put it back <sighs> down <laughs> so that it's just a shining ember yaris <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wackavania. Escape from Tethys was released in August 2020 for Xbox, but few players on TA have played it. Right now there are less than 160 starters on TA. Not very surprising as it does not offer anything new to the Metroidvania genre. It's a simple sci-fi tale set in the 27th century where two major corporations rules humanity. One of the corporations let loose a killer robot on the other corporation's scientific outpost on Tethys, one of Saturn's moons. The premise and name is more or less the entire story. You play as an unnamed scientist in a spacesuit trying to find a way to leave Tethys. The storytelling is minimalistic with very little hand-holding as it assumes you've played a Metroidvania before. Without a guide, exploring the entire map takes around 5 hours on normal difficulty, including mop-up of upgrades which you might want to look up a map online for. Leaving you with a 90-minute speedrun for the completion, which is very easy to do on easy difficulty. Even if the world is not very large, I would really have appreciated the map telling you where the upgrades are or was picked up, as it can be difficult to find some of them. As I mentioned, Escape from Tethys offers nothing new, barely tells a story, and its pixel art is far from great. Yet I would recommend it to achievement hunters. Its 6 hour completion time is enjoyable, as the gameplay and exploration is pretty good, which is Escape from Tethys redeeming qualities. Escape from Tethys has 15 achievements worth 1000 game score and 2300 TA. For $10, Escape from Tethys delivers a competent but unremarkable Metroidvania. Far from the best, but also far from the worst the genre offers. Have a nice day everyone!